Jesus Man. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week, been 4G Radio, episode 518 for May 28th, 2018. This is the last regular show before E3. Next week will be the predictions show. So oh boy. There is that. E3 is only two weeks from today. Wow. Two weeks. Are you ready? No. To be disappointed? Absolutely. Uh, see, see, you set yourself up for disappointment. No, I can only be set up for, uh, I can only be pleasantly surprised now. I expect to be disappointed. Oh, well, there's that. Uh, joining us this week, back from his, uh, his beautiful nuptials, we have Mr. Drew. Hello. Mr. and Mrs. Drew. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Drew. (laughs) Uh, we also have Anthony. Well, then my intro's not as exciting. All right. Well, you didn't get married last week. You, I mean, you didn't. Get <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> you didn't get freaking married over here. I got freaking married. Uh, I don't know if Wombat's doing this or not. He has not responded to my text, although he did send me a text about God of War. God what do you War. ask? I can't tell you. Oh, because it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler, Drew. Them spoilers in my texts. What did you think of Kratos like killing that guy? What did you think when Captain America showed up? He was like, "I'm Captain not Captain America's do- in this game. I'm not doing these movies no more." Well, I mean, you know, Thor's probably there, so Captain America's got to be there, right? I mean, power deduction. I didn't put that together. Really? But you're just being a smartass. Yes. I, you know, it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kratos is coming to the MCU. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Could you take on Thanos? Uh, Kratos? Oh, yeah, he's smack him around like a bitch. Steal his glove. Whatever. Drew, did you play any video games? Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I was going to say, you probably didn't play a lot, because you spent too no. much time getting friggin' married. Yeah. Um, I put another hour into... Uh into uh, Divinity Original Sin. Well, four At, hours? Yes, now I'm four hours in. So you were still in the tutorial, is what you're telling me. No, no. I'm I'm pretty much through the tutorial. Uh, yeah. I, I, what can I tell you? The, the only thing I played that anybody may very well care about is I did finally play the demo to Detroit Become Human. Uh, that demo probably solidified the fact that I kind of want to play that game, and I'll probably pick it up this week. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I, you know, I'm just a, 
I like to hate on David Cage, but I always want to try his games because I think his ideas are neat. And I want them to be good. And I keep hoping there's going to be a good one. <laughs> have you found it? I kind of like Detroit. Okay. I have, I have something. Anybody who plays Detroit, if you play it, spend a lot of time going back to the main menu. Okay. Uh, In short... Uh, spend a lot of time not playing the game. Just no, no, the no, menu is no. really cool. <laughs> no, you should definitely play the game, but don't neglect the main menu. It, it's uh, I've never seen anything quite like it, and it really? changes as you play the game. Okay. And eventually, it'll ask you for a survey, and it's really weird. It's a weird menu, and it'll creep you out. And let it sit there. Let it idle. Oh, okay. We're talking some like psychomanis level shit, okay? Really? It's uh, it's something. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm gonna say about it, cause uh, you need okay. to you need to see it for yourself. God. But I'll talk uh, a little bit more about that game in a little bit. But did you? I mean, what did you think of what you played? I played through it twice, uh, because it's only like one scene. It's literally the first scene. It's the the hostage on the roof scene, right? So that's the first scene that's in the game? That's literally the first scene in the game. Nice, okay. Um, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's it's intense. There's, um, I really like the... It, it came off almost like um, L.A. Noir a little bit, doing the investigation stuff. I don't know if that's predominant through the game. When you're playing as, that, as Connor, yes. Okay. Um, you know, doing an investigation, trying to figure out what's going on in this hostage situation, why it started, you know, everything about it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then you can do the whole, it's almost like, uh, remember me? Oh, man. Those, those where you can rewind and, and replay certain scenes to see how they played out yeah. and get, gain new information that way. I really um, loved Remember Me. That was such a good game. Yeah. I own it and I still have to play it. Oh, it's so good. I own it on two different systems. They need to make it back compat. I'd play it again. I think. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, I I really like that. Uh you know, and it, it does have the whole David Cage ness <laughs> to it. Well, um, he actually hired uh American actors this time though, right? Yeah. From my understanding. I, yeah, thank yeah. God. So yeah. they do not sound... I am American. They all sound like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. That guy who did um, Agent Nam and Jaden. Um, wow, he was just bad. Yeah, there's been a lot of bad <laughs> acting, and at least this time the acting is, is good. Yeah, you got professional actors. Oh, what a world! <laughs> did not hit her! I did not! God. That guy... <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> oh, sound like sound Jason. like him. It's scary. It's like fucking Borat over here. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what Tommy Wiseau sounds like. Sounds like. like. Dude. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the demo. I was like, I think I'm gonna get this. So I, you know, I sat down with my wife and played it and. It seems like something she could get into, but she doesn't like those intense things like that. Yet she really enjoyed, like absolutely loved Until Dawn. 
Well, I think the Until Dawn, though, um, the payoff, because it's because it's a horror movie, I think the payoff in that makes a little bit more sense, because nobody watches, like, a horror movie to see the people survive, right? Like, nobody, or a slasher flick, I should say. No one's watching, like, it's got a very, um, oh god, Final Destination feel to it. Yeah. You don't watch Final Destination to see how they're gonna be, be okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, true. if you fail, if you fail, you get a payoff still. And if you succeed, well, then the payoff is, like, when when are they? And how are they going to go? So, I think that's what works in that game's favor a lot, too. So, let me ask you this, Ken. Mm-hmm. Because I did... So, you say this is the first scene in the game. Yeah. Is Connor a predominant character in this game? Yeah, the game has three uh, kind of interweaving storylines between three sets of main characters mm-hmm. and he is one of the three so I know David Cage loves to do games where every character can die at any given moment and the game continues mm-hmm. I did an option in this demo where Connor kills, sacrifices himself Yes. can you do that at the very beginning of the game and he's just not there for the rest of the game well think about what Connor is they just rebuild him, make him stronger, better, faster. Yeah, you know he's he's the bionic man. Okay. So, because I I actually had one of those scenarios happen later in the game, and that happened. I don't know about the other characters because the um, actually now that I think about it, all the main characters that you're playing as are androids, but not all of them have the the beneficial ties that he has, because I don't know I can't remember if it tells you in the beginning of that but he's kind of like a, an investigator, investigating everything and he's kind of like a top of the line, top of the line model. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I thought that might have been interesting. You could kill the main char- one of the main characters off in the people, first scene. People can die in that game and there are branches for it, so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'll probably pick that up this week. Yeah, I picked it up. Yeah, I'm probably going to cave, I'll be honest, as much as uh, I don't like David Cage. Also, fuck, it's pretty. On your 4K television of your PS4 Pro, I'm sure it is. In HDR, baby. Yeah, well, mine's not. So <laughs> 1080p piece of shit that I've had for the last, oh god, nearly... You know, they're, they're going to release the PS5 soon. Y'all need to get on getting new TVs with this 1080p. Sure they are, sure they are. Might yeah. as well get your antenna out. Get some. So money. I've been out of the loop. Have they said something about PS5? We'll talk about it in news, no. Drew. No. Okay, well this is going to be news to me because I have been meeting a black <laughs> getting married and and going on honeymoon. Yeah, there was a there was a couple comments that we'll talk about in news, which was, which stirred the internet uh, uh, awry as it do, as it do. Okay, um, but yeah, other than that, I play a little bit of Monster Hunter and a little bit of Overwatch. You got to get on. You got to get on Overwatch this this two year anniversary, man. I've got my loot boxes uh, for the week. I got to make sure I got that. Um, I'm about to get my silver portrait, finally. Oh, that's nice. I just got my second star in silver. Nice. So, yeah, I'm at uh, 97 right now. So, about three more level ups, and I'll be having a silver portrait. Be one of those douchebags. Yeah, yeah. Before I know it, I'll have a gold, and I'll be really one of those douchebags. Uh-huh. I'm more than halfway there. Oh, my God. Took me two years. Yeah, 
Yeah. Two years. Play too much of this game. It's still good. It's That's still the thing. Very good. It's still very good. They're still doing amazing stuff with that game. It's amazing. I know people. Like, my wife, people hate whenever I start bringing that stuff up, but. Yeah, my wife made a comment last night. It was interesting how much the meta's changed. Like when you pick your characters now, like when it'll say only one healer. Like how the meta of that has changed from watching competitive people play and playing with two healers. So, you guys do any comp? I know you. She finally, does. She does quite she does. a bit of it. It's. I just. I don't know. I don't want to take it that seriously. Like. When I play, most of the time, if I can talk people into it, because everybody seems to hate it, I always just play mystery and just fuck around. That's typically what I do. Whenever I'm going for my loot boxes, all I play is mystery heroes. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of just want to start, you know, fucking around with characters because mystery heroes seems to kind of throw stuff at you that you don't normally play. Yeah. So I'll spend most of my time playing as Genji or Doomfist or something like that. The only problem with mystery heroes is, is that. Yeah, it's a good way to learn how to play the character, but you don't keep your ults when you die, and it's you're not getting the full advantage of learning that character. No, but sometimes they'll give you a character that's totally not set up for that map. It's kind of fun to try to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Sorry. Well, you've been busy. I have been very busy. But now you got to get into full gear because E3 is in two weeks, Drew. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, good luck. <laughs> okay. I'll just say that. Hey, I manage it. Come on. Give it give it the program, man. I may manage it until I die, which may be soon, depending <laughs> on depending on what happens. What's the so. quote? Four weddings and a funeral? Sounds like five of the same thing to me. Yep. All right. Uh, Anthony, I know you play some video games. Yeah, I'm actually playing one right now. Um, so, uh, picked up a couple games. I'll start with that, um, because Xbox has a sale on. It's weirdly the ID at Xbox, which I thought was independent stuff. Yeah, it's everything that's released through the their independent program. Yeah, um, let me just let me just double check here, because the list of games, definitely not um, what I'd call independent. So, ID at Xbox Game Fest. Right, let me just click on this button here. Yeah, they're, um, they're doing like four weeks. Marvel versus Capcom. What? <laughs> How is that independent? Pac-Man two five six, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like that's Activision. That doesn't make well, any goddamn sense. All of their deals run in the same area in the store. Oh, so well, you, no, you I'm on the... my I'm on the PC. So the PC usually separates it to at least have two different sales. But yeah, ID at Xbox Game Fest is at the top. But yeah, so it was just a little weird that. Uh, but I picked up a couple games. I picked up uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition two. Uh, Castle Crashers Remastered. Uh, I was playing Pac-Man 256 currently. I played that on uh, mobile, but uh, so I got a free, uh, not a free-to-play element. Uh, I guess it is, but it doesn't actually force the dollars out of you, that game on the mobile, but uh, I just wanted to see how the console version did, and uh, it's good. Um, and then I bought Flashback, which is a backwards-compatible game. I really like the original. Never played the 3D version, so I thought I'd pick that up. Um, Start off with kind of the stuff that people won't care about um, in terms of stuff that's more relevant. Um, played a Dreamcast version of Soul Calibur. I got a third monitor for my PC, but uh, I was taxing on the motherboard because two are coming out of a GPU and then the one was coming off the motherboard and um, that just was causing problems. So I disconnected it and I have a uh, VGA output for my Dreamcast. And boy, does that console still look good. 
Um, uh, it's very nice. Uh, Soul Calibur. I, I forgot how... Uh, well, I played the original, like, once. I forgot how much really never changed from uh, that first game. I've never played Soul Blade uh, for PS1, but uh, games really haven't changed much other than the graphics. Uh, it still controls the same way. It's still the same levels. Uh, character design didn't change that much. Like, costumes sometimes did, but, right, most of those characters look almost as good as their PS2 or in GameCube uh, versions in the next game over. So, um, the other, so I played a bit of that, trying out the uh, VGA output on it. Um, Phil's, uh, this is a 3DS title, Phil's Epic Philippix Adventure. Um, it's a puzzle game that's similar to Picross, but the way it works is very different. Um, it's a logic puzzle game still, but... Uh, it, it's its own. I, I wouldn't even know what to call uh, call it. Um, it has the same sort of thing. Like it'll tell you. Like it'll be a. It's almost like reverse Minesweeper. That's what it is, basically. And you have to figure out uh, based on the numbers how many squares to fill in. And uh, it's just using the logic behind that to fill in these pictures. Um. Uh, I'm still playing uh, the Sega Genesis Classics which I still technically can't talk about, but in the process of... There were reviews this weekend, weren't there? Were there? You said it was the 29th, I thought. Let me check, because I saw some reviews of that up. Um... Huh. That's the reason why I've been holding off. I've been reviewing it. It was just fine, because I did a little bit more work behind it. It'll probably be the most in-depth version you can probably find on the internet. Where I saw... Reviews. The 25th was the embargo. Oh, well, then I had it wrong. Whoops. Well, then I'll talk about it now. Um, it's great. It's a fine game. Uh, these are games you've played before, so don't expect anything groundbreaking. The only real change is uh, that it has the rewind feature, which is great if you're trying to get newer... Like, is really easy to cheese that game, though. Like, this is the problem with it. Uh, I was playing Shadow Dancer. That was the main one I wanted to play because um, that game is extremely difficult because it's one hit and you die and then you have to restart the level over. Um, but when you can rewind, every time you take a hit, you just hold the button down and rewind a bit. And then the game is still difficult, but not really because anytime you die, it, it just actually showed a bit more on how the game worked to me. Um, you would figure it was like you could memorize patterns, but no, the enemies are always in the same place, but stuff falling from the ceiling will change. I'll rewind, move a bit forward, or where my character is placed on the screen changes where it is. That was kind of neat, but uh, I, I actually did a big comparison on all the Sega Genesis collections back from the PS2 version to the new release, and there's some neat things in the, um, the new release, like uh, the uh, Alien Soldier uh, includes the Japanese version, which is slightly different. Dynamite Heady includes the Japanese version. Um, Landstalker includes the English, French, and German versions. Now, I'm not sure what the difference is between those, because there's also the standard American release in it. Um, Rise Star has a Japanese version, which is actually different from the American version. Uh, and same with Streets of Rage 2 and 3, they both have different versions attached. You just switch by clicking the analog stick when you're selecting your games. However, it's weird that there's certain games that are in the Steam version of it that's out right now that doesn't have the rewind feature. So on Steam, you get Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and that is not in... And it only combined, you can't play those two separately, but 
Um, that's not in the new release. Uh, Echo the Dolphin games are not in the new release either. And it's a little weird that those are not included because Sega, well, like Sonic and Knuckles, there's a big thing on the music that may or may not have been written by Michael Jackson, so there's some litigious things in the background that may affect that. But Echo the Dolphin, there shouldn't be a problem, yet they're not included on this new release. And then there's a few things that if we own the Sonic uh, Je- Ultimate Genesis collection for the PS3 and 360, uh, you can get the original uh, Fantasy Star on there. So you can have Fantasy Star 1, 2, 3, and 4. But Fantasy Star 1 is not included in the two later uh, versions, the Steam or the new release. And just weird stuff like that where you kind of have to look into what you want to play because ultimately there's games that are not included. Like, you would hope that Monster World 4 would be included in one of these because it's been on sale with Monster Boy and uh, Wonder, World, uh, Wonder Boy in uh, Monster World for years now. But no, that's not included. You have to buy the separate Wonder Boy um, package on Xbox if you want that. And it's just a Monster World collection, I should say, on Xbox if you want that. And it's just weird things where none of these collections are complete. So telling you to go and buy this one over the last one or the current ones on Steam doesn't make any bloody sense to me. Um, The Steam version also has the ability to have mods on the game, so you can get, um, like, uh, ROM hacks. Just download it straight from uh, Steam Workshop. So there are people that have put the Japanese version of Alien Soldier back into that collection. Um, You don't get the rewind feature... But you also get the Echo the Dolphin games and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And somebody has separated Sonic 3 and Knuckles so you can have the two separate games. And it's just, it's this weird thing where I'm not sure, unless you really need the rewind feature, why you wouldn't just buy the Steam collection that's currently out now, which may not exist any longer. So if you really want to play Echo, the Echo Dolphin games, which are a little bit weird and cryptic, or Sonic 3 and Knuckles officially, that's the only way to do it right now. And they might not be around when this full game gets released. So, I don't know. Um, I'm just disappointed that it's not M2 that did it. Because M2, the uh, 3D Classics collection, has a bunch of options uh, for all these games. Because they rebuild them from the ground up. That's been a thing that was on the PS2, Sega... uh, I think there were 2500 collection. The Sega... um, There's basically a set of Sega games that were like... One of them was the Tetris collection of all those Tetris games that Sega had done. Um, one was Poyo Poyo, which we don't have on this collection, but we have Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is the same game, but it's ugly as all hell. It's weird, these weird choices that they made when they... And I know that they have more selection that they could have and really make it worth somebody's money because this is 30 in the U.S. and it is 40 in Canada. And you can pick up a copy of the uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection for PS3 or 360 for 20 in Canada. So it's it's just it's annoying because I can't tell you that this is the ultimate like you must own this. This is the pinnacle of the Sega collections. All I can tell you is is that if you have the choice between this and whatever plug-and-play console that there's on the shelf that is Sega-branded, buy this, do not buy the uh, at-games Sega consoles. They are all trash, and they've said that they'll increase the emulation, but uh, they won't. It'll be shit still. So buy this, because the games at least run properly and uh, very well, and you can do the rewind feature 
if you have a choice and you're like, I don't know, should I buy the PS4, Xbox One collection or buy the piece of plastic that'll sit on the uh, shelf that looks nice, buy this. Don't buy that piece of plastic. It's a piece of shit. So, um, there's that. Um, I mean, they're all great games, but it's just, if you own one of these already, especially if you own the P-Series, I wouldn't go out and pick these up. It's just it's it's hard to justify buying these games again. Everybody wants to complain about Nintendo charging five dollars for Super Mario Brothers, but good lord, how many times are we gonna get like Crackdown and Decap Attack? Um, yeah, and then the last game. Uh, oh no, sorry, not the last game. Uh, I played I Hate Running Backwards, which is a terrible mouthful of a name. Uh, I don't really like that game. It's not a bad game, um, but I've started to come around on the I don't like roguelikes train. Kind of tired of that design. Uh, so this game is a shooter where the, the the sort of gimmick of it is that your character is at the top of the screen running backwards and the enemies swarm from the bottom, which would be fine, but they actually swarm. They don't come in in patterns like most shooters do. And so it's just mayhem. Your character can only fire straight down. There's multiple characters to choose from, but all the enemies are from Serious Sam, which this should have been... If, they, if I really would have named it, it's, it would have called it, like, Serious Sam the Backwards Encounter. Um, because it is. It's all Serious Sam enemies. So you have the um, beheaded kamikaze a lot of the time screaming, um, which is great, because I love the sound of them, but... Um, there's no... Other than, like, having the characters from, like, Enter the Gungeon, who I didn't unlock, Hotline Miami, which I also didn't unlock, um, or in Shadow Warrior, who I did unlock, but is the easiest character to unlock, uh, Lo Wang. Um, <laughs> this game... <laughs> you want to uh, wash Wang, or do you want to watch Wang, wash Wang? Um, yeah, the, it, I mean, the game plays okay, but the issue is that because it's randomized, the enemies just kind of come in at random, so there's no pattern recognition there. And then the second part is the levels are random, so there's no pattern recognition there either. So you're playing this sort of fast-paced game, trying to dodge bullets. Your character can move around the screen, but the lower they are to the bottom of the screen, the less likely they are to hit an enemy, because the enemy might come in from the, like, at an angle at you. And uh, you can fire straight down, but they can. some of them can throw bombs at an angle at you. Um... One of the hints on the one of the loading screens was p- spiders swarm. Like, no shit, everything swarms. Nothing comes in, like, evenly. Um, so it's hard to... Uh, I think back to other shooters where, the pa- like, you either memorize a stage or there's pattern recognition because that's a skill-based thing. It, it's uh, what I go back to on, like, when I say Dark Souls is hard but fair... It's difficult, but they, they're trying to teach you something. So every failure you have, you can learn something from. I can't learn anything from a game that is decides that it's going to send a swarm of uh, beheaded kamikaze at me screaming, and then I back up so I'm at the top of the screen so I have more time to shoot, and then there's a minefield right behind me that kills me. You know, the, the best part of this game was the boss battle, because the boss followed a pattern. So I knew how to dodge the bullets, and I learned how to beat it, and then I could move on to the next stage. I moved on to the next stage right away, I died. I'm like, alright, so I'm going to go back into the next stage. 
the life of me, I could not figure out how to skip that boss. Um, I thought there was just, there's, you kind of start in like a portal area when you choose your character, and then you have to enter the portal to start the game. And there, after I defeated the first boss, there was a statue there. And there's a switch in front of it, so I hit the switch, hoping, well, that must be the switch to skip it. No, the switch mo- activated a modifier in the stage that put down poison puddles so that I could step in and kill myself, which I don't know why I'd ever activate that. So I turned it off, didn't know how to get to the next stage. I discovered it by accident, though, that there's a doorway at the beginning of the desert stage that allows me to move into the jungle stage, which is stage two. But it never told me that. It didn't make it clear that that was somewhere to enter, it just looked like part of the stage, because it's all randomized anyways, so sometimes it just looks like part of the stage, because everything just loads in a random. So to me, it was like, oh, okay, so this is how I skip into the next stage. But this, the whole game never explains anything to you. It's just like, oh, like, oh, I press X to activate my, um, my special ability. But it never told me, like, you press X to activate your special ability now. And this is the, um, this is the difference between a good roguelike and a mediocre roguelike, is that this game, um, like, go play The Binding of Isaac. It is up front, every time you load up a stage, it shows the, the controls on the ground. And you learn how enemies attack. And you learn what, what type of rooms spawn. And there's you kind of can break it down into the basic, like, chunks that the game worked in. Spelunky is another way that it happens. There's, you start to learn how to approach enemies um, through, like, different uh, techniques and everything. You only can shoot in this game. You can only shoot downwards. This isn't very hard, but because the game just decides, like, well, it's time to do, like, a hole behind you that you can fall down and die instantly, like, alright, that's not really fair. I'm not going to learn about that, because it's not going to be there the next time I go. So, I don't know. The game's okay. It has a co-op mode. Maybe the co-op mode is better, but, um... To me, having more stuff on the screen that I'm trying to pay attention to when everything is made of squares and explodes into squares, so it's just squares on the screen at all times, just voxels and voxels, it's, um, like, more chaos is it going to help. Um, it's alright, it's, it's not the worst game ever, it's definitely playable, there's enjoyment to be had, but uh, I think it's too, too reliant on the fact that it's random to be super fun. Um... I wish it was more designed, so there's some and more. It could be more difficult, but just more designed, so there was something that I could feel like I was learning rather than just to go fuck myself. Um, and then the last game I played um, is Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. Now this was a game I really wanted to play and review, um, but uh, I was surprised to see the price increase over the last two Dylan games. Um, so this is a 3DS game. Uh, the only way you might know of Dylan if you hadn't played that is he showed up in, I believe, the Smash Brothers Wii U and 3DS game as an assist trophy. Um, he is an armadillo that... Ha- the first two games were very Western in design. Um, and it was a tower defense game, but you controlled a single character as well. So you could fortify these, these, part, these towers um, to stop enemies from coming in. But what would happen is you also can move around the map and attack enemies uh, straight on. And he controls a bit like Goron Link does, because he's an armadillo who rolls up into a ball and can roll around. Um, 
they were a neat. They were a, it was a neat series, and this new one moved in a totally different direction and is like Mad Max almost. The game starts off with you, with Dylan. Um, Dylan. Um, uh, he, uh, he's chasing, oh god, sorry, let me roll back here. The game starts off with you selecting a me, which is weird, because when's the last time you had to select a me for a game from Nintendo? Um, so you select a me, and then instantly they put a barrel over your me's head. And I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Um... And then the, they, it like asks you to jam on the A button, so I'm smashing the A button. And then the barrel breaks open, and uh, my me, the me that looks like me, has been turned into a furry. Um, they they call them amimoles because, of course, they do. Um, and it's the most uncomfortable thing because it still has some of the humanoid me features, but now it has like the like. There's a muzzle on the character, and I can't remember all the animals you could be, but they're like one was a tiger, one was a uh, goat. Uh, I chose to be a mouse. It was it, it's as uncomfortable as it sounds to see these characters, and that's how they've generated a lot of the characters in the world as well. But it's a pseudo RPG tower defense, so it starts off with a uh, your me character getting into a truck and driving a truck and being chased by alien rock monsters. Uh, down a stretch of highway and you as Dylan with his booster pack on basically goes and runs the aliens off the road and it's a really good chase sequence it's way out there though like this game is really weird because I have not seen something like this from Nintendo in a while Um, and yeah you have this rocket pack on the side of you so you're spinning and then there's these rockets on the side of you so you're going super fast smashing into stuff and um, they've done something a little bit different in this one. I didn't play too much of the second one, so I can't speak about that. But in this one, you can hire... Um, when it, when you're not playing as Dylan in the action sequences, you play as your me character walking around this, this town. And you can talk to other residents. And eventually, uh, somebody will come for help, and they're like, my village is being attacked. And that's when the tower defense portion comes in. And uh, you, can buy, you can pay for these other me characters to come and be rangers basically and shoot at aliens so you can everybody has their own guns and stats and you can you level them up but you have to pay for them so it takes from your money and you can position them wherever you want on these bases and they basically just have to defend the fortress and give you enough time to run up and smash into the alien monster to defeat them but there's also time beforehand to pick up materials um, and you need certain materials to do certain make certain items and reinforce uh, structures and everything. And um, it's a really, really neat, but really weird game. Because the other, the first one was just tower defense, and you can build materials and, and reinforce towers and stuff. And this one is really leaning on this post-apocalyptic world of just animals living in this weird society thing. And it still has that Western vibe because uh, Dylan has still got a cowboy hat on, but it's all like leather Mad Max sort of characters in design of the costumes. Um, I can't wait to play more of it. It's uh, the 3D effect is really nice in it as well. Um, yeah, it's a game that like I'm just curious on to know how it justifies the price still. 
because while it's definitely different, the first two Dylan games, which are worth playing, um, are like less than fifteen each, and this one is well, in Canada it's fifty three dollars, I think. So I'm just interested to see how it justifies that. But nobody's uh, so gonna far, remember so that good. game next week. Sorry, nobody's gonna remember that game next week. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, because that's that, that's honestly been the case with the other Dylan games. He's a really good character, um, and I think if he was on Switch, as much as I hate the everybody saying everything should be on Switch, I think if it was on Switch, um, it would maybe get a bit more love. But uh, this has been a problem with Dylan. I feel like he's always been thrown out uh, in front of uh, bigger releases and kind of ignored. And I hope that he gets better treatment than Chibi Robo has, another Nintendo franchise I really like. So, uh, as long as they don't do Whiplash with uh, Ziplash, I should say, with uh, Dylan, I'm sure it'll be fine. But it's a really neat game that if you still use your 3DS, at least look into one of the first ones because the gameplay isn't so so different. They're just smaller changes so far, um, but they're really neat games with a lot of characters. So, and that's it for me. Okay. Uh. Oh, okay. Uh, let's wrap this up. I played a lot of indie games on Xbox. As always, there is the Xbox Indie Minute. Um, I know the PR people at Devolver, and they were giving away codes for Minute this week. So I, I made a joke about how they should slide into my DMs. And, and oh, Stephanie, she's the best. She slid into my DMs, gave me a code for Minute. Yeah. So I played a little bit. I didn't play a lot. Um, you played a minute or two? I played a... <laughs> I, I'm not going to justify that laugh with a response. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I played... Uh, I probably played about 10 or 15 lives. Uh, just kind of getting a feel for it. It's um, it's an interesting game. I, I'm not a fan of the attack. It feels finicky. Like a lot of times, and that's the thing is like you got sixty seconds to go from point A to point B. Sometimes I just want to cut a bush down, man. And I'm, I'm like, going to be honest. Um, so once you there's a part where uh, someone will tell you about something in the desert. Yeah. Uh, once you do that section, the attack becomes a bit better. Okay, because right now the attack kind of sucks. And like, yeah. Uh, how about how about a boomerang sword? That works a bit better. Yeah, um, I, could, I could deal with it. As long as it's... A, it, my finicky with it is, like, it, it doesn't always attack. Like, I'll press the button and he just kind of stands there. I'm like, oh, did I do something? I didn't add that problem. Um, but you know what? The, the I'll be honest. Until the very end sequence of that game, most of the time you don't have to attack anything. There's, there's a ton of combat in that game, so maybe I, I just didn't notice, but I never seem to have that issue I, on PC. I, it's, so. more about, it's more about the fucking bushes. I need the bushes to be out my way. <laughs> I need to stab the bushes. But no, it's it's a weird game. Like the the aesthetic is definitely very Game Boy advanced, or sorry, regular Game Boy. And like the music is is really is really cool. Uh, I'm not a fan of the way they talk. The yeah, well then I have bad news because the Dylan characters all talk like uh, Animal Crossing characters. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, the little uh, sounds. But everybody has their own different sound. Like nobody sounds exactly the same in that. No, no, they they're just kind of nice. Um, I uh, I really like the music in that game to the point where I need to just 
finally buy it because uh, the weird mix of ambient with uh, actual music was kind of weird because you don't hear too much ambient music done with uh, chip tunes. So yeah, it's a weird game. It's it's it weird. very much well. It gets weirder. Um, <laughs> it's very weird. I have to admit, this week's indie selection was not great. Uh, I played a game called Dungeon Rushers Crawler RPG, which is exactly what it sounds like. You basically move room to room on a board, and then once you fight an enemy in the room, like it goes into a turn-based side RPG battle. Um, it's pretty bare-bones. It's not something that would get me super excited. I play another game called OOO Ascension. I'm assuming that's how you say it, because it's three O's and then a colon and then the word Ascension. I kind of dig this game. So this game is essentially all you do is you move the ship through like a maze, and it's real fast levels, um, and the idea is kind of precision. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, on a sphere, right? Yeah, it's on a it's on like a sphere. Like you can preview the level before you start. You kind of move the right stick around so you can kind of see the layout of the level. Uh, as you go forward, you get like harder obstacles like spinning blades and, and lasers and walls that close. And, and literally there's only two things you can do. You can move and you can speed up and that's about it. Um, it's a really interesting little game. I kind of enjoyed that one. I like the, I like the, I like the um, Tron-like aesthetic. Yeah. Some of this stuff. You know, that's an aesthetic that can be used more in this in, in a quality like this. Yep, I dug that game. I played Super Hyperactive Ninja. I did not like that game. It's essentially a runner that you don't have to constantly be running, but you should be. So it's a ninja that like drinks coffee, and when you drink the coffee, you build up a meter that allows you to hold the right trigger to run faster. Um, you can only attack enemies from behind, so they'll place enemies in the level that are forward-facing and backward-facing. you got to figure out what the best path is to hit the enemies. Um, can't say I was a real big fan of that one. It sounds like the idea was, what if it was a ninja, but he drew a coffee to speed up, yeah. and then a game was built around that. Um, the Zen Studios released a new game this week called Disco Dodgeball Remix. Um, usually I think Zen Studios has some pretty quality titles. This <laughs> one's not going anywhere. Far. This one, not so much. It's really not great looking. It doesn't feel good when you play it. It's just, I don't know. Like, I was not into this game at all. I tried because I thought, hey, it's dodgeball with little robots and it's made by Zen it's Studios. From, yeah. How could this be bad? And then I played it and I was like, alright, I'm not, not a fan. Uh, I did play I Hate Running Backwards. I played about five or six runs. It's, I wish it was better. Yep. I, sounds, yeah, I really do because I like some of the stuff it does. But yeah, the not being able to shoot in diagonals is probably my biggest complaint about that game. Well, I wouldn't have an issue if the enemies again came down <clears> to <throat> patterns, but they don't, so you just end up being screwed some of the time. Yeah, but it's weird to feel like I'm playing a shooter like that. It, I I don't know. It just it feels like I should be able to shoot left and right. <laughs> I don't know. Um. The most interesting game I played out of this collection, though, was a game called Goragoa. That's the puzzle game where you go pictures and pictures and yes. stuff, right? This game is unlike anything I've ever played. Uh, apparently it was all hand-animated uh, by, I think his name is Jason wow. Robarts. 
Um, so basically what you do is you get a screen that has four blocks on it, four tiles, and you can move the pictures in between the tiles. Now what makes this game interesting is that like you can pull pieces off of one picture to overlay another picture to create a whole new scene, and the objective is to just try to figure out how to move from one scene to the next. And you can do anything from like zooming out and changing perspective to connect pictures together. Uh, like I said, overlay pictures into other pictures to bring elements from one picture into another. Like the, visually and aesthetically, it's just one of the most interesting things I've played. It's a neat take on the puzzle puzzle genre. Um, I highly recommend it. It doesn't feel like it's very long. Like I'm already on chapter two of five, and I only played it for like twenty minutes, but. It's. It, I feel like it's going to get more and more complex as I go forward, and I'm really interested to kind of figure out the puzzles. Like it's, it was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, since Drew was on his wedding vacation, and Jay doesn't have an Xbox One, I took on Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, why? Because it, it's an easy review, let's be fair, everybody knows what Dark Souls is, and the only thing they care about this remaster is how it runs and plays. Is it the Dark Souls of Dark Souls remasters? So, if you've never played Dark Souls on the PC with a good rig, and played it at 60 FPS, you really haven't played Dark Souls. Because holy shit, that changes that game. Well, I mean, you couldn't up until now anyways. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you oh, haven't okay. played it on PC... <laughs> You've never experienced it the way it was intended to be. And I have to say <clears throat> that playing that game in 60 FPS is is just, like, game-changing. Um, I played about two hours, made it up to, I think, the first bell, and I was like, okay, this is... And it never dropped. It never dips. Um, wow. And I did watch the Digital Foundry stuff because, you know... I always want to make sure that it's not just my eyes playing tricks on me. But apparently, it, and I'm running on Xbox One X, on Xbox One X it never drops, and that includes Blighttown. It is 60 FPS locked impressive. through the entire game. So, that's kind of nuts. So, you know, if you want 60 FPS Dark Souls... Mm. Insinuating I want to play Dark Souls... Yeah, yeah, you'd have to insinuate that you want to play Dark Souls. Which, you know, I've played the original Dark Souls many, many, many times. I have obviously, I have never beat it. You know, I'm not Drew. I haven't beat Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, is Drew still there? Uh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm I'm hearing you. You haven't haven't said a word. I've been sitting here poking at you. You ain't said nothing. I, you know, I've kind of went numb. Oh, you, you, you okay there? I mean, you only been married like four or five days. You'd be alright. You're numb to the fact that people make fun of them. That's alright. There's an email just about you later, Drew. Great. It's just about you. Oh, did we get, our, did we get the Shenmue email that was promised? No, we did not. I'm so disappointed we didn't get the Shenmue email. Ma, I wanted to defend my points. Um, As in, that game's bad. <laughs> so... I'm trying to think if there's anything else I play before I talk about the big, big one. I don't think there is anything. I, like I said, I play Overwatch every week. Everybody knows that. Uh, so I played a bunch of Detroit. Become huge. Oh, wait, I played Omen Sight. I finally started picking more up on that. I am three character. I've done three um, rewinds now. Uh, and I found like a side quest 
with the bear after yep. I got the uh, the seal breaker. Yep. So that was kind of cool. So I guess I can go back and do his again. You will get a ton of those. Okay. Because I didn't get to finish my mission with him. Like He's like, I don't have time to wait on you. Go do your exploring. And then I went and did my exploring. Here's so, the problem is that you have just obtained your first omen site. Yes, I did. Now you can instill memories into people, and it changes what they do now. Nice. This game yeah. is complex as hell. Like, as yeah. far as, like, the storytelling goes, but man, I really like those games. I like that developer. Like, whatever they do going forward, I want to play it. Yeah. So, does this, how does this play in comparison to stories? It's the same game, Batman, combat, upgradable abilities. Um, okay. you, up, you upgrade everything at a hub now, like, you you dump all of your, I, I don't want to call them souls, but let's just say they're souls into this well, and then you'll upgrade your character, and then you can also use these crystals that you get to upgrade abilities like your health and your cooldown timers on your abilities and things like that. Um, Is it just me, or it didn't feel as... Like, the window for the dodge counter feels a hell of a lot tighter than it did in stories. It, It is. Yeah. The problem I have with the game which you can read in my review, is that there are enemies that may very well be off-screen that are getting ready to attack me, Yeah, and I don't see it. Yeah, because that happened the, in stories, though. The exclamation point. But in this one, there's a lot more obstruction in the environment uh, than there was in stories. Yeah, this is most certainly a bigger game. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's inevitably one that I'm going to pick up before the end of the year, because stories... Well, I, again, I said it last week when I... Uh, I sent it in to you, Drew, uh, two years ago when Stories came out. It's one of the best games I've played in a long time. I've planned it, um, but one of the best feelings is when you can pull up that perfect uh, parry, and the screen, everything stopped, and like looked like lights were streaking from the sky, and then eventually you could level the character up where he dashed across the stage to kill enemies, and it was like, you can finish a battle within seconds as long as you parried the first enemy properly. Yep. You, no, you get that you get that ability really early on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you have uh-huh. it almost like in the second uh-huh. level in this game because your your character controls time. Yep, they they just straight up can like throw down a bubble and that everybody inside that bubble is slow. Yeah, I got I just got that was the last ability I got when I upgraded uh, the last yeah. time I played. You get that you get that way early on in the game. Yeah, oh, this game, is... man, those guys don't get nearly enough credit that they deserve because those two games are. They're stupid. I wish they'd put them out on like Xbox One and Switch for more people to play them. Because I think right now they're only on PS4 and PC. They are. Yeah. So discs. I, put them out on discs. Yeah. These didn't, games, they, didn't they just recently release the PC version of Stories? Yeah, Stories was a PS4 exclusive for a long time. Yeah, they just now released it on PC. Anybody out there who has not played Stories needs to play that game and yeah. then pick up Omen Side afterwards. And then, you know, those developers need to put those two games in a package together for Xbox One and, P- and uh, Switch. Yeah, if you so put that on disc, I think the, the desi- their, just the visual design alone of like their art style would be... You know, Soy Desco puts out stuff. I don't know if that would be the publisher they want to work with, but, you know, um, I think it would be something that people would be intrigued by because it is very stylized. Um, I did like Limited their art Run stuff. do anything for them? No, Limited Run did not do a stories, which is weird. 
more people need to play these games. Like, not only is the art style cool, but, like, the voice acting for the budget that that game probably had is not bad. Is it one of one person this time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there seems like there's three or four. Because <laughs> I, like, I, like I like the fact even that uh, it was only the one voice actor that did... Uh, well, I'm assuming it was supposed to be Ronaldo's voice in uh, stories, but uh, Renato is it Renato or Ronaldo? I don't know. Anyways, Ronaldo. Uh, he uh, he also did. He also would put on impressions because it was being told from his point of view, so he'd do impressions of the other people. Yeah, yeah, that was always funny. And this one, like the witch in the Tree of Life, like her voice actor is really well done. Yeah. Yeah, like, and your character, and Drew, I, I know I talked about this when he first talked about it, but the only thing that sucks is the main character is silent. Yeah. They don't say anything. It kind of makes sense because of who they are in the story, but it still kind of sucks. You don't even know it's a girl until somebody calls her she. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that looking at the art, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, they call her the Harbinger. The Harbinger. Like, yeah, the Harbinger. It's still, it's still, oh god. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, I've been intrigued as soon as as soon as Drew said that this was from the same people that did stories. I was intrigued because again, that's a game that everybody needs to play if you have the ability to. That is so fun. It's probably the best version of Batman's combat outside of Batman. It's pretty good. Like props to those guys. I, I like to talk about it as much as I can because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about it, and I think uh-uh. more people should play that game. Yeah, I would. Uh, and Almasight does take place in the same world as. Stories does. Yep, I buy comics. It I even says comics. it in the. It even says it in the loading screen at one point. It's like the Omen site takes place in the same universe as stories. I think it's on like a different continent or something like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. The, the rat soldiers are there. Yeah. <laughs> the Redation Army. Yeah, the Redation Army. God, I love those games. They're so good. They're really good. Seriously, everybody out there listening, play those games. Three people giving it like the highest. Yeah, I mean, I that game came out of nowhere, and I played it, and I was like, "Oh, this looks neat." And then I played it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing!" You, you two this. are the reason why I ended up picking it up in the first place because both of you were talking about it, and I was like, "Well, I need to know." Yep. Now you need to buy Omen Sight because it's fucking amazing. All right. Well, that or that or uh, Detroit. Uh, I couldn't answer that. Yeah, that's well. I'll talk about Detroit now, but also look at it like this: one of them's twenty dollars, and one of them's sixty. Well, then you know what the <laughs> decision's been made. Um, no, I and played. One of them will uh, drop to twenty inevitably, and the other one, the if it drops, the dev makes no money. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cut. So, I played Detroit, and full disclosure, I'm not reviewing this. They did not send us a review code for this game. If they had, I'd have given it to Jay because he asked for it. So I went out Friday when it came out, picked it up, you know. He was waiting in line outside the Walmart at 6 a.m. Nah, up. nah. I, I literally went to see my friends at GameStop at like, God, was it like 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I was like, hey, you guys got any copies of Detroit? They're like, yep. I'm like, all right, give me one. So I've played, I want to say about 6 to 7 hours of this game so far. I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm getting towards the the climax of the story. It feels like it's starting to get to that point. Um, so far, I really am enjoying this game. I think there's a lot about it that it is a David Cage game. <clears throat> it is a story that is trying to take itself uh, very seriously. 
Thankfully, with the actors that he got for this game, it's pulled off a little better because they definitely deliver better performances than people in his past games. Well, they're, I mean, they're like, definitely American. Like Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe? It's better than them. Really? Yeah, like... I have not played Beyond. Yeah, so. there's a lot of stiff moments in Beyond. Like, Willem Dafoe nails everything that he does. There's there's no doubt about that. But I, I found her stuff in that game to be a little... Eh. But I like the characters in this game. I like the, the stories that they're telling. I can feel them kind of all coming to a head. Um, obviously, it touches on some weird subjects... Um, having to do with things like slavery, and you know, it's it with Dave. You think David Cage behind a, an extremely sensitive and serious subject like that, you kind of expect it to be not great at times. And there are certainly pieces of it that are not handled in the best way they could be handled. Um, but for the most part, it does what it needs to do, and it's done well. And, and the, like I said, that's thanks to the people that they got to do the parts in the game. Uh, they deliver really great performance. Um, Marcus, the main character you've probably seen relatively frequently, delivers a, a great performance, as does Clancy Brown, uh, who plays um, a detective in another story that's kind of playing in you know in parallel of everything else. Um it still has a lot of the issues I have with David Cage games, like the way the character moves really bothers me because they have this, like, I don't know, it doesn't feel great all the time. Like, you'll start to move in one direction. And one thing I should probably make clear is this doesn't have, like, full, like, video game 3D control. Like, when you move the right stick, it only moves the camera kind of left and right a little bit. Like, it feels like it's fixed. So you can't just spin it around the character entirely. Um, you can tap the R1 button to switch to a different camera angle, which sometimes is in, which has your character facing the screen, which I will never think that is a good camera angle to play a video game in. Like, I just think that's always annoying. Um, for those that don't care about your pride, put it on casual because it eliminates the motion controls. I'm really happy that you implied I had pride. In the first place. Yeah, no problem. You know, I do what I can to make you feel good. But, it's... I don't like motion controls in video games. I think they're terrible. They're the worst thing about Super Mario Odyssey. You, you don't at me, bro. But, I just don't like waggling my controller because... A lot like quick time events that force you to look down at the controller, I don't want to focus on anything except what's on the screen, especially in a game like Detroit, which is a very cinematic kind of experience. So the last thing I want to be doing is like paying attention to my hands, waggling the controller, or making sure I'm touching the touch screen in the proper place. It's just a weird thing that you don't need. So, yeah, I don't... Just put it on casual and get rid of the motion controls, because they're they're god-awful. I don't want any part of them. But you'll be doing a lot of the same stuff you do in normal David Cage games. Hold L1 and push up to simulate lifting and grabbing something. Um, there's some really interesting chase sequences in that game where, like, you can slow down... Because, let's be frank, you're playing as androids. Most of the time, the characters you're playing as are androids. And they have, like, this... You can hold down the R2 button to kind of, like, check the environment, and they can kind of, you know, break it down. So when you're doing, like, a chase sequence, you hold down the R2 button, you can see the three different paths that you can take and each one has a higher rate of success and speed 
which I thought was cool. Um, this is also used for like the detective moment. So if you play the demo, you can kind of like look around the room, hold the R2 button, you can see all the different points that you can you know investigate to get different outcomes. And what I like is when you unlock a different path for a choice, it will kind of point it out with like a lock opening of something else that you can do. I thought that was really cool because then I, then I can think to myself, okay, so this is probably usable in a scenario that is going to come later. But the question is whether or not I choose to use it. Um, and then when you finish a level, it gives you the big, you know, kind of flowchart tree to show you all the different options. Um, that is really cool because you're allowed to go back to that tree and pick up from any point in that tree and replay it. That's great. Yeah, and I thought that was That's really cool. That's what I want right there. Another cool thing about that tree is when you get that tree at the end of the game, you can hit the uh, the triangle, and it'll show you the percentage of what everybody did. That's awesome. So I that, thought that was really cool. I have a question for you. Yeah. Has, um, so you're playing as three parallel or semi-parallel sort of stories. Yes. The intertwine at any point in time? They have right where I'm at. Cool. So, um, did you notice anything that you have done to kind of screw yourself over, maybe? I don't... See, that's the thing. Is like, I'm not looking at the trees when I finish the level, because I kind of want to mm. take my story through the first time. I'm seeing like, something noticeable, like one character picks something up, say, to leave a room, and then when you went there as the second character, maybe, if that... Uh, what your actions previous as a player did affect your player actions now. Yes. So I'm into this game now. Don't even go any further. I'm probably going to pick this up. Because one of the things, and I know I'm the man of obscure video games on this podcast now, is a game called uh, Disaster Report. Yeah. There's one moment. Yeah. Okay, well, then it's not that obscure. There's a part where I think it's either that or it's sequel Raw Danger, where you have the choice to, you're crossing a, a flooded area on a bus that is overturned, and if you run on the bus as a character, the bus is not there when you go back with your, or come to that point with your next character, so you have to cross the raging uh, river. But if you walked across the bus slowly, that bus is still there for the next character. I like that type of thing in video games, and one thing that I always noticed with David Cage games is, even when those intersected, it never felt like I was, what I did previously affected what I was doing now. So, to know that that's a thing that he's done now, him and his team, I should say, um, that really interests me. That's, yeah, they, that's, did, they did that really well in Until Dawn. Yeah, like, Until you know. Dawn, and this reminds me a lot of that. So, I'm not going to go into spoilers or details, but there's a sequence later in the game where you do an action as one of the characters, and then Connor, who we know who is the investigative guy, investigates what they did, and he specified different things, different choices that I made oh. from the previous, <laughs> from the previous like story. So he was being specific. And then there's like news reports that are literally word for word talking about the things that I did. Like, and these are choices that I made, and they're not, like, simple choices. Like, you give a speech in the game, and there's, like, five or six choices you make in that speech, and they they kind of, you know, rattle it back word for word, is, some of the stuff is I that said. The one, is that the one where I saw the cringe, where the, uh, I have a dream? There is an option to paint oh. I have a dream on the wall. I, I opted for the Zenyatta line. 
which I can't remember what it was now, but there's actually one that mimics a Zenyatta voice line from Overwatch, so I picked that to spray paint all over the wall. Passing to the iris? No, there's nothing about irises. <laughs> but no, it's it, there's a lot of interactivity between the different stories and, and the way it shapes the world. So it's... I'm I'm interested to see where it goes, because like I said, I feel like I'm getting ready to reach the climax of the three stories, and I'll be very interested to see where it goes. And there's definitely... There's relationships in this game, and I don't want to tell-tell it. Like, when you do stuff to certain people when you're talking to them, their meter will go up and down whether they trust you or they don't trust you. And if you get them to trust you enough or distrust you enough, it unlocks a new path with that character that you can go down. They did that in Binary Domain. Yep, and this they, they do it in this. Like, I unlocked one last night. I got one of the characters to friend status. Like, they were my friend. And it, it immediately popped up and said, you've unlocked a new path for this character that you can go down. So I thought that was really cool. And it keeps track of all of that stuff. So you can see which characters trust you, which characters, you know, feel like they don't trust you. It's It's neat. It may be too early to ask this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Do you see yourself going back and playing this again? I would like to, but I would not play the whole thing again. I would just kind of like go back to the big, big moments. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would go back, because there's a couple times when I finish the level, and it kind of it does this little animation where it goes through and it ticks all the boxes that you chose on the flowchart. And some of them are like 10 seconds long of how long it takes to fill in all the flowchart boxes. Yeah, there's a ton of deviation here. I like that. Yeah, there's a ton. Like, the only thing that I really look at when I finish a level is how many end outcomes there were. Yeah. There's usually between two and four. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's... That's one of the things I liked about Heavy Rain was that he had trophies based around how you played the game. Yep, that's the same here. So I don't want to... Do I spoil... You can't see the trophies. You can't see the trophies. Yeah, well, I mean, do I spoil the ending to Heavy Rain? Oh, God, is it... How long has that game been out? Hold on. 2009, maybe? I was going to say, that's been almost 10 years since that game. 2010. 2010? So eight years. Eight years. Like, we still don't spoil Bioshock, though. That's true. I wouldn't spoil Heavy Rain. Um... I would say if you play Heavy Rain, play Heavy Rain, just don't spoil it for yourself. And then when you're done the game, and the the revelation is presented to you on what has been happening, go ahead and play that game again, and play with the knowledge of what is happening, and that you play that game very differently. You You know the trophy I'm talking about then, Anthony. Yes. There is a trophy, I'll just call it the perfect crime. Yeah, and if you play that game with the knowledge that you have, you can go for the trophy because, well, you know who it is. You know who it is. What and bothers you can make me? It, yeah, what you bothers can play me? That, you can play that game to where the villain wins. Yeah, what bothered me about that game is that was back. You could tell Cage was still getting used to his writing style because he wrote too many misleading things that never tied up. Well. Um, Let's let you want to talk about that because we did this on Phoenix Down. Yeah. So there was all that weird stuff with I can't remember the dad's name. Yeah, the the guy he, that yeah yeah it was yeah. Jason. Yeah. Jason. 
guy, um, he kept passing out and waking up in the middle of the road with a origami figure in his hand. Uh, and they never explained that stuff. And David Cage went out on an interview and he said that originally it was supposed to have supernatural elements to it where the father of the kidnapped son had some kind of psychic link to the killer. And basically he was doing what the killer was doing when he would black out. And uh, he, for some reason, he left that out, uh, that link out of the game, but still left some of those scenes in. And it, it was almost like a red herring, and it didn't feel right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I personally really enjoyed Heavy Rain. I like it a lot. I still like it. Um. There was some moments in that game that I'll never freaking forget. One of the coolest moments to me was when you're. You're playing as Nam and Jaden, and uh, he's desperately trying to link evidence together using his little RE virtual reality thing. And we all know, if you play the game, that he, he has somehow become addicted to this thing. And so it's a race against time trying to piece together all the evidence while using the RE virtual reality thing. He's got these sunglasses on, and I loved how the, the camera is facing... Norman as he is sitting at a desk and you're so focused on what you see in his virtual reality which is right in his face that you don't pay attention to Norman himself and I'll never forget it I was sitting there with my roommates playing this game and I was frantically like going through files and stuff like that and I started noticing there was a bead of blood coming from under his sunglasses and his eyes were fucking blue. I was like, oh my god, that is so freaking cool. I would not have noticed that unless I stopped to just to pay attention for a second. It, I thought that was some one of the coolest moments I've had in gaming was frantically going through these files. And right in front of me, Norman Jaden's fucking eyes are bleeding. And you don't notice it. Yeah, and it's worth noting that the technology has come so far in these games that the characters in this game, like their facial expressions, are ridiculous. Like, you can see emotion on their face. And it's yeah. kind of creepy, because the, most of the characters that you're looking at in the face are Robots. not... They're not human. And it's, but I think that's the point of that whole story, Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, and I still can't stress enough, go back to the menu regularly! <sighs> Alright, i got to pick I'm this gonna game fucking, up. Yeah, that's... You got to it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to play this game. Yeah, where's how are your reviews coming? I don't know, Ken, because you keep re- suggesting games that are stealing my time. God of War. I'm not reviewing Detroit. That's the best. No, part but about it's, it. just, you're always like, you're like, this game's really good, and I'm like, ah, damn it. What's and, and I'll say this straight up: this was the Sony exclusive I was least looking forward to this year, so I'm glad that it, even it is good. Yeah, this would have been mine too. Is Days Gone coming out this year? No, that's next year. Oh, okay. So is I'm, this, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Is this game of the year potential? Not with God no. of War coming out this year. No freaking oh, way. <laughs> Alright, is it top ten potential? For now, I would say it would probably be in my top ten. I'm going to be honest. For We are in May, at the, almost June, and I would say that there's not enough for top ten. <laughs> Yeah, I, really I don't. I, I there's been a lot of really good games this year, but as far as the top ten goes, I might have four or five right now. I have one. I have two. Uh, I definitely would have Detroit in there. I definitely would have Omen Sight in there. I definitely would have um, God of War for sure. 
in there. God of War is my number one. My whatever number it is is Dead in Finland, which was oh three, sorry, end minute. Yeah, so Dead in Finland is great. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> I think. I guess my number one game this year would be Overwatch. Shut uh, up, Drew. Also, you can't you can't forget Dragon Ball Z Fighters, which is fantastic, and uh, Yakuza Six. Anybody? Oh, yeah, anybody I haven't played it? either one of those games. Yeah. I own Yakuza Six, but I haven't put it in. <laughs> also, I don't care how much people have fallen off of it. I really liked Far Cry Five. I that's probably in my top. So. I didn't. I didn't play it. So yeah, that one. You should there. play that game. It's a good uh, game. We'll talk about what, it. Honestly, I'll be one of those. Maybe I play it when all the DLC is out. Type of thing. I'm more interested in the DLC than playing that game. I really like that game. We'll talk about Far Cry 5 in the news. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks great. I, I've seen enough of it where I'm like, gosh, this is more Far Cry, and I love Far Cry. I just I don't. Like, if I'm going to spend my time on something, like, maybe spend it on something different. So, yeah, if you have a PS4, I kind of I kind of recommend you play Detroit. I, I feel like I, you know, I bought it. I paid, you know, 60 bucks for it. I thought, I feel like so far it's been worth it. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week, though. There's a few things, a couple interesting things coming out this week. A lot of nostalgia this week as well. Mm. Uh, Agony is out, which... Yeah, my a friend of mine showed me that game. It looks... He said he's been, he said he's been following it for years. Yeah, it's been around for a while. It's finally out this week on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Watching a trailer now. It's... it's you're in hell, yeah. and it's freaking crazy. Uh, horror game? Oh, wow. Everything's, wow, those are some big things. Yeah. It's, it's like Dante's Inferno kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you, did anybody play The Darkness? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, there's remember that scene where you end up in The Darkness's mind? Yeah. It kind of looks like that mixed with Dante's Inferno. Yeah, this is, like, it seems very imaginative, I, I would say. Uh, yeah. It looks like the a cover of, like, a Tool album. Yeah. Uh, also out this week, Die for Valhalla. There's an exclamation point at the end of that. Saying. Not enough, uh... Not enough, uh... Viking stuff this year. Here's one that you'll be like, Really? Harvest Moon, The Light of Hope. Oh, it's not... That, uh, that's this on. week? That's this week. Is this on... PS4. This is the Switch one, right? PS4 Oh, Switch. this is... This is... Yeah, don't... Don't... Yeah, you know what, Drew? Why don't you put that into uh, Steam for me right now? And I want to see your response. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Harvest uh, Moon what now? The Light of Light Hope. Light of Hope. I want you to tell me about those graphics, because, uh, yep. Um, it's twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, the nice. No, go ahead. So this, so this is the Harvest Moon that's not made by the Harvest Moon team, because Harvest Moon team went to do Story of Seasons. So this is just na- Harvest Moon in name only. This game looks like a mobile game. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that, it, like, what is this? So that's when you said it was like a new Harvest Moon. I'm like, I wonder if that's the same one. And yep, <sighs> it's rough. And it's uh, it's a really, really rough looking. Hey, uh, Stardew Valley's still out there, so that's true. You know, uh, Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One Deluxeier Edition. 
I it's have played of- Knights of Pen and Paper. Yeah. What, what, what is that on? Uh, I'm looking at a PS4 list right now, so... Okay. If that's on Switch, I think that'd be a really good one to pick up. Uh, it's, uh, PS4's kind of harder to... Moonlighter. Not starring Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Uh, Owl Boys getting a physical release this week. Yeah, I'm taking that up too. Uh, Sega Genesis Classics. Or Mega yeah, yeah, Drive you, Classics, whichever region you're in. If you really are like, I really like to be able to cheese my way through these games. Like, this is the way to do it. Also, Moonlighter looks bloody nice. Uh, it looks s- like it's a Zelda game. Spin Tires, Mud Runner, The Ridge. I guess that's an expansion for Spin Tires. That's a weird game. Uh, Street Fighter, the 30th Anniversary Collection. Is out this week? Uh, Yoku's Island Express. Uh, Noir. Uh, and Earth Atlantis is dropping to Xbox One and PS4. That's been out on Switch for a while. Uh, Zam Redux. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at that Moonlighter game. That looks really cool. Uh, Lich Spear, Double Spear Edition. It's coming to Xbox One. That's been out on PS4 and Switch for a while. Uh, Mining Rail. I watched the trailer for this game. What the fuck? What is Mining it? You're, Rail? You're in a mine cart, and essentially it's a roller coaster ride. Like, at one point in the trailer, a skeleton jumps on the back of the minecart and has this diabolical laugh. It's one of the creepiest trailers I've watched in a while. I'm watching it now. It's a weird game. Uh, Oh, Sir, the Hollywood Roast. Have you ever played one of the Oh, Sir games? No. Those are interesting. Basically, you insult... Like, it's a multiplayer insult game, and you pick, like, words to insult the other player. It's really weird. Um... 3DS is getting Dragon Lapis, Lapis, however you say it. Lapidus? No, not Lapidus. Not the lawnmower <laughs> man. The lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> always go back to that. Uh, the Switch is getting a ton of stuff this week. Uh, Die for Valhalla, which we were talking about. Fallen Legion, Rise of Glory. The Harvest Moon game. Ikaruga is dropping. On That's old school. Legend of K, the Anniversary Edition, uh, Owlboy, RBI Baseball 18, Saturday Morning RPG Collector's Edition. Have you seen the Saturday Morning RPG Collector's Edition? With the action figure? Oh, there's two action figures. Oh, really? I didn't realize oh. there was two. I thought it was two separate ones, oh, but I thought right. you only got one. Oh, maybe that is the case, but I don't know. If somebody wants to buy me that, please buy me that. That thing looks incredible. Dear Limited Run Games. It? Could you? Could you mm-hmm. send me a copy? Oh my god, it looks so amazing. I think they're only printing like 500 of them. Wow. Know. Yeah, but man, I would love to have one of those. It looks so cool. Uh, ACA Neo Geo's Ninja Combat. Defoliation. Icy is coming to the Switch this week. If you've not played that, it's an interesting little side-scrolling action game. I heard you like that. Yeah, it was good. Okay, I'm watching the trailer from Mining Rail. What the fuck? I told you. What the fuck is it? There's a skeleton, a green skeleton right here on the back of this. I told you. <laughs> Mining rail. That is it all one word? No, it's two words. Mining rail. It's coming to Xbox One for sure. I don't know if it's on anything else. Ah, uh, it's not on Steam. Okay, it's only on Xbox One then. Yeah. 
Mm. It's a weird. It's a weird game. I'll be honest with you. I've been sitting at this Moonlighter uh, Steam page that looks really freaking cool. I think we can get a code for that if you want to play. It. We'll see. I know. I know you. You. You're gonna. You're gonna sweet talk your way back into reviews. No, no, I can do reviews and stuff like that. I just, I'm still trying to figure out Phoenix Down at this point. Yeah. Uh, Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja. Uh, is that a new game? No, no, no. It's one of the Johnny Turbo's arcade games. Okay. Uh, uh, did you, like, leave the room? Because I can't hear you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we can't hear you. Uh, did my mic drop? It might have. Uh, you, it sounds like you're coming back in the room. Okay, I was leaning too far forward then, I assume. Yeah, you were. Uh, just Shapes and Beats. You know, Just Shapes and Beats. Did you end up picking the Johnny Turbo game up that you said you were going to again? No, I haven't bought any of those. I need to buy those. Uh, Lost Sea. That's an old-ass game. It's coming to Switch. Uh, Mass Forces, Millennial we talked about Pirate Pop Plus. PPP. I played that and reviewed it. It's okay. It's coming to Switch. Quad Fighters K. Smoke and Sacrifice. That sounds like a vaping podcast. <laughs> Smoke uh, and Sacrifice. <laughs> uh, Songbringer, uh, which is an uh, interesting little Zelda clone. That's coming to Switch this week. And West of Loathing. <laughs> that's it. That's all like hand-drawn. Um, it was the same people that did Kingdoms of Loathing. Uh, so, uh, I suggest everyone go and take a look at what the West of Loathing looks like. Uh, it looks like it was drawn in Microsoft Paint because it might have been, right. but it's, it's it's well done. It's well done. It's Time fun. for the PC releases of the week. We have Bitsy Bits. There's Bitsy Bits. Uh, Burger Wise the Clown. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the clown. Oh my god. Um, wow, that's a lot of blood. Um, this is actually looks like a pretty messed up platformer, is what it looks like. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna looks, that page. Looks bad. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hunt with Friends. At least it's not Hunt with Dick Cheney. That'll be fine. <laughs> uh, God, how old is that joke? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Drew? I've been holding on to that one for a few years. Uh, saying. Uh, Rise of Rise of Crustaceans. Because there's that. Let's uh, it's, it's, Burger Boys the Clown is probably the best one on here. I I don't see much else good going on. Yeah. Alright. News. It's time to do the news. News, news. Yeah, tell news. me about PS5 because I don't know. Alright, so we can tackle the PS5 stuff first. So this started with a tweet that Wario64 retweeted, which was from the Japanese, I believe, CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment. Basically saying that the PlayStation 4 was moving into the end of its life cycle. Which spawned a bunch of, you know, internet hoopla over, oh my god, the PlayStation 4 is dying, the PS5 is going to be announced at E3. Uh, this was later kind of, um, what's the word, clarified uh, by the, uh, what's his name, John Carita? I'm sorry, I don't have the news story in front of me, I'm just going by memory. Uh, 
saying basically that yes, the PlayStation 4 is in its down cycle, obviously coming into the end of it, uh, but we are not talking about PS5 probably for another two to three years is when we'll see it. But no, this this spawned a big conversation. Like, and of course, you had the side that was all, yeah, time for a new console. Uh, which, I know it doesn't seem like it, because the 360 PS3 generation went on so long. But it it is the normal time that we would see a new console. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's been five years this, this fall. So, most of the, back in the day, they would have been shown this week... Or this year, and then released next year. I think it's partially because they every, both of them have that iterative console that people yes. are like. But, but what do you mean? And even then, um, it just it, it, like I also look they're at- not doing. They're not. They're not just abandoning it. It's not like that. At all. No, no, no. Even if they announced it this year, it wouldn't be till next year that you saw it. No one's coming out and going, and it's available in stores now, because the last time someone did that, it was Sega. Yeah, but you still cannibalize a lot of your sales when you announce a new machine. Yes, very much. But even then, I just I can't picture it happening this year. And even if they did, like you'll get games for the current console generation for about two years. Oh, absolutely. But I think we're not even at the point where the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, usually you start seeing new consoles when those things drop to about $199. And we still, I mean, Xbox One will hit it on sales, but we're not seeing PlayStation 4 and Xbox One retail for $199 yet. And we're certainly not seeing PS4 Pro and, and Xbox One X going for less than $400 right now. So for you to announce another machine when you're selling one already at $400, well, how much is that motherfucker going to cost? <laughs> yeah, that's another Can't wait to see that. Yeah, I don't need another $599 console. I'm just going to say that right now. I was going to say, probably more than that. Yeah, if, if an Xbox One X is selling for $499 right now, and a PS5 is, let's say, five times more powerful than that, yeah, I'm not buying that. No, you might as well get a new PC. I ain't got that kind of money. Uh, Madden's release date, Madden 19, cover athlete and release date were announced this week. Uh, Terrell Owens, Hall of Famer Terrell Owens is on the cover, which is kind of funny. Can you tell me the last time he was on the cover of a sports game? You're asking me to know about sports? It was ESPN NFL 2K5. 2K5, the last one. Uh Uh-huh. And still considered by some to be the best football game ever made. Mm, By you. But now, a lot of people, Drew. People still update <laughs> rosters for that freaking game. <laughs> I know. People love that stupid game. Uh, but he is on the cover, and the uh, shocker, the game is releasing in August. Like Surprise! Every, every like every other, other one. Yeah, every other year. Uh, Ubisoft announced the Far Cry 5 DLC roadmap. Uh, if you have the season pass, Far Cry 3 is out this week. So you can get that. Uh, and then the first Vietnam expansion is dropping the week after on June 5th. So you can go ahead and get Far Cry 3? On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Cool. Yep. Uh, Killer 7 is coming <laughs> back. Uh, remaster for the PC was announced. It will be on Steam the end of this year. Yeah, hey, uh, I saw that and I was like, hey, 
I like that game. Yeah. You can, and um, then people people say I'm crazy. You are crazy. A lot of people like that game. Terrible game. It's terrible. I wish Jay was on the show. He would help. I know. I know. I own it, and I've never played it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's one of the. Well, it's, I like Suda Fifty One, and I seem to buy all his games, but then like half of them go unplayed. Uh, um, and yeah. that's just one that did. And um, no, I really like the art style of that game, like the weird minimalist slash really high detailed sort of cell shading kind of cell shaded style. Um, what's funny about that announcement trailer? Uh, first of all, a bunch of people are irritated because it's uh, NIS America doing it, because there's always the group of people that don't like NIS, but um, they're not actually making the game, they're just publishing it. Uh, apparently that footage was captured using the Dolphin emulator. Nice! Yeah. It's not the PC version, that's a, the GameCube version being run off of Dolphin. So I've heard. So. Um, I totally forgot, but I played another game. And normally, I, normally I wouldn't care that I played another game. But I played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. How is that? That game is really fucking good. <laughs> that's the is that's the eight bit one. Yeah, you need to buy that game. That's uh, the precursor to the original to the the Bloodstained. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it plays like a bit like uh, Castlevania three mixed with um, Dracula, not Dracula X, uh, Rondo of Blood, where you have the choice of where you go next. Yeah, I think right? so. I've only played... Well, no, there's only five stages, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah. you have the multiple characters. You have the multiple characters that you can switch between with the the triggers. Um, but goddamn, that game... Whew, nothing, nothing like whipping candles, baby. Important question on it, though. How is the soundtrack? It's been... Like, I only played one level. Uh, and the the first level is, is pretty good soundtrack. Pretty good yeah. song. It's like that's a big part of Castlevania series. Didn't so. they bring back somebody for the for the music for these? Yeah, they might have. I'm not that I know of. So. Uh, not because I never looked into Bloodstained. I'll be like, oh, I'll pick that up when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, you should. If you like old NES Castlevania, you should probably go buy this game. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. God, what else happened this week? Uh, Sega's teasing Sonic Racing announcement for this week, maybe. maybe. Hey, well, weird, that those weird are Sonic actually Racing. those are really good games. Yeah, but I'm excited. Not, <laughs> but it's not, from my understanding, it's not part of the, the. It's not part of Sonic R, and it's not, which is fine. And there's, it's not part of the Sonic All Stars Racing either. It's something new. Oh, just get yeah. Digital Sumo to do it, and I'll be all right. Uh, yeah, no. yeah just make a new Sonic and All Star Racing. Well, when they announced it, when when they announced it and showed the trailer, uh, there was big analysis on the trailer because um, one, they showed a car, which is weird because then you'd think, well, maybe it's Sonic Drift. No, it's not any part of Sonic's past thing. It's only going to be Sonic and not Sega uh, characters. Apparently, and that the third thing was is that it had the the if you look at the logo, you see the outline of the very stylized R from Sonic R, but it has nothing to do with that either. And it looks like a sports car starting up. Maybe they're when, just trolling when you watch you the trailer. I hope so because I'd really like another Sonic's All Star Racing because no, those racing games are great. Uh, Wolf Among Us season two has been delayed into 2019 due to quote a few fundamental changes at the studio. Please, new engine. New engine, please. Um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of what we want at E3 articles, so it's hard to get to actual news here. Uh, Rage 2, obviously, is 2019. We talked about that, I think, last week. Battlefield 5 will not have a season pass, but you can buy cosmetics. Alright. Uh, well, their season pass used to be, uh... There was the levels, which I'm glad they're dropping, but they had those, uh... Every week you'd get some gear, and, um... There was the boosters to boost yourself up so you'd get weapons faster, which is fine. Um, not great, but fine. Like they've been doing, they've been doing a lot of stuff that wasn't just level packs for a while. So if they're dropping the levels in and to go into just that part of it, that's fine with me. I prefer that. Uh, Miramar is out in PUBG for Xbox One now. Uh, Blizzard confirmed that they are not working on a Switch port of Overwatch. So sorry. Well, they already did. Um, Nintendo filed for a Nintendo 64 patent. Patent or uh, trademark? Trademark. Or copyright? Something for the... Basically, Nintendo 64 Classic. Oh, okay. Is, is I don't know what games would be on that, but okay. They would need Rare's approval to make that yeah. thing... Would work otherwise? Like, you have cruising... You have four versions of Cruisin'. You have, well, the Nintendo, owns, you have all the Mario parties. Who owns the rights to Cruisin'? I'm pretty sure them, because they have their name on the arcade cabinet, and they didn't make it. I think it was Raw Thrills. I thought it was Midway. Midway. Uh, publisher, Nintendo. I think they bought the Cruisin'. Nobody cares about Cruisin' anymore. No, I, but that was the joke. So. Well, I mean, you could probably get Hybrid Heaven in there. Nobody wants Hybrid Heaven, Drew. Stop it. Wants you know, if you can get me, if you can get me two games from Atlas, which are Snowboard Kids and Snowboard Kids Two, and then two games from whoever made, whoever produced uh, Chameleon. Uh, I want Chameleon Twist One and Two, and then I'm pretty much good because it'll make it worth buying. You are Other never getting. You are never getting one of those games. I know. I absolutely know. But those are expensive, and that's what I'd prefer. That thing is going to have Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, Wave Race 64, Star Mario Fox Party 64. 1, 2, 3. <laughs> no, it's not going to have Mario. It'll have Mario Party 2, probably. Uh, yeah. And it's not going to uh, have GoldenEye, because who, no. who the fuck knows who owns the rights to James Bond Activision right now. has the right. Activision has the rights to the game. I don't think they do anymore. Oh, they don't have the James Bond license? I don't think so. Oh, jeez. Then it's Man, a big... Man, was the last... When was the last James Bond game? 007 Legends? 360, right? Was I it think the, it was Legends. I thought it was the GoldenEye remake, or did that come before? Uh, Legends about, was 2012. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, when Legends was Quantum of Solace? Quantum of Solace was before that, right? It was built on the... 20, 2008, GoldenEye 007 was... 2010, Bloodstone was... That no was one the, ever, and then it was 007 Legends. Legends was the last one that was released. Wow. God. It was uh, Bizarre Creations were making those games for a while. Oh, so, wait, yeah. As far as N64 games, I want Winback. Would you stop with the terrible N64 games? <laughs> Winback was good. <laughs> you know what you game... Stop the terrible N64 games? Well, there's a lot of them, so... The Tetrisphere. That should be on there. Tetrisphere. Resident Evil 2. <laughs> no, they not Resident Evil 2. It can't get Tetris because Tetris is owned by the Tetris company, but Tetrisphere was made by someone else. I don't care. Right? Get it on there. Nintendo Tetris got money. Nintendo got that Switch money. Pay for them rights. Pay for them rights. 
they're going to have to go to Microsoft and ask for the Diddy Kong license so they can get uh, Diddy Kong Racing and uh, Banjo-Kazooie on there. Well, they just do the DS version-ish thing where they have Diddy Kong Racing with t- uh, uh, Dixie and Tiny. What about uh, Conquer? They, that's how they, they remove Banjo and Conquer for uh, Dixie and Tiny on the <sighs> DS game. Yeah. I don't know. Mario 64, Pilot Wings. I bet that thing only has 10 games. I bet. Yeah. And a piece of shit controller. So. Uh, Tekken 7 is celebrating its uh, anniversary with free DLC. You get some free Tekken. DLC this week. Wish I had more interest in Tekken because it looks amazing. Uh, I think that might be all the news I have to talk about. There's not much going on because E3 um, is right around the corner. I guess we'll just talk about it quickly then. Uh, Total Biscuit passed away. I'm not sure if anybody else ever watched his stuff, but uh, I that was can a... say I was honestly never a fan of his of his his shtick. It was not my thing. Uh, but I hate to hear of anyone passing away. That is not that that boy was too young to die. He was born after I, I was. I mean, that's cancer. Fuck cancer. It's, it's a terrible thing. Uh, that's the only other bit of news of this week that I remember hearing about. So. Yeah, I guess some people were shitting on him after he died, and I was like, you know what? I don't that's care. Shitty. I don't care if you don't like him. I didn't like him. I didn't agree with him most of the time. But dude had a family. You know, he's a per- he's a human being. Stop being a pile of shit. And and you know what? Like, I got to give the guy some credit on the fact that I, I never, I didn't always agree with him. But that uh, he was worried about people getting ripped off, which to me, like, you know what? There's definitely cases in this industry where there are companies that do that type of thing. Um, so, you know, you got to give them credit there. I, I I think we lost someone that wanted to stand for the consumer, maybe more than he should have, but nevertheless, like, there isn't necessarily a lot of those. He never was so... He never hid behind a character for it to do so either, unlike some other people. So... Um, yeah, just it's a kind of a shame because he seemed like a pretty uh, upright guy. So, oh, it's that's, it's that's sad. It. It's sad when anybody's taken that young. It's just I didn't realize he was thirty three. I thought he was older. Yeah, no, he's kind of the way he carried himself. He was actually younger than I was when I saw the 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 memorial for him. I was like, oh wow, he was born in like eighty four. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Drew, we got an email about you. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're racist, Drew. Am I racist? This comes from Antonio. Okay. He says, I remember, God, this wasn't me. <laughs> I remember Jay joking about Drew being racist and thinking nothing more of it. This past Saturday, I saw clips of the royal wedding between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, but it wasn't until I hopped onto Twitter that I realized Drew was also getting married that day. Yeah. That was when I came to the sick realization that this was not a coincidence, but an attempt to upstage a historic day as a... <laughs> 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 as a black woman was being married into the royal family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay was right. Make no mistake, this was planned by Drew. If Drew tries to say his wife had a say in the date of the wedding, let it be known that that is a lie. Drew's wife is an innocent bystander, and I will not stand for this arrogant behavior. My hands were trembling when I realized what was happening. Not from emotion but from my controller as I was too caught up in my thoughts to notice being attacked by enemies. 
Oh my god. Drew's attempt to upstage the Marvel Studio-esque royal wedding was poorly thought out and poorly executed, just like the DC Universe. I can stomach the Overwatch talk. I can stomach Jay's 36 picks for Game of the Year. I can stomach Anthony's outrageous and obnoxious outbursts of laughter. But this takes the cake. An official boycott would be in order... But due to FCC regulations, the number of listeners would have to exceed at least four times the number of hosts. So I guess my mom will have to continue to complain about me blurring the podcast every Monday from the basement. Oh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> that's a lot to take in. Um, I'm just going to say, if you like, with a stretch oh, that long, you're going like, uh, to hurt, hurt yourself. You're going to tear a muscle or something. Oh, man. That wow. Was, that was funny. Oh, that was funny shit. So I'm not going to make any excuses, <laughs> but he's absolutely correct. I figured. <laughs> I figured it was true. I well, shoe fits. The shoe fit. Yeah, you know, Illuminati. Drew is an Illuminati. Uh, no. Uh, in fact, uh, it's funny that, uh, that that everybody talked about that. Everybody mentioned, "Hey, you guys are having the same day as Royal Wedding." I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "We also." Announced to everybody, we're having our wedding on May nineteenth, like months before they announced it. So, if anything, they they're you. racist against us. They copied your southern <laughs> wedding. Yeah, so that's how racism works. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. And, and and here's the bad thing: these these royals who think that they're high and mighty and above everybody else. You know what they did? The first song that Laura and I danced to was Stand By Me by Florence and the Machine. And you know what? They did Stand By Me. And they got the original guy to sing it. So, you know what? Maybe they did copy us. I don't even know what life is right now. I I really don't. I can't. Uh, You know. Anyway. I'm going to move over to the Twitter, because I can't deal with this conspiracy anymore. No comment. Drew's actions... I got plenty of comments. Drew's actions do not represent something. I don't give a fuck. Me getting married does not represent (laughs) the views or opinions of N4G Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I swear. I don't know what world I live in anymore. I really don't. I saw Morgan Freeman was accused of sexual harassment. I'm like, God damn it. Did he narrate it while it was going on? Oh, God, he needs to narrate it while it's going on. Well, I was... I can hear this, <laughs> this section of the podcast being cut out now. I can't. I can't. I don't think anybody can do a good Morgan Freeman unless you're Frank Caliendo. Yeah. So, there's... Whoever the guy is that does it for uh, South Park was pretty good. I'm Morgan Freeman, and I'm here I to think, tell you how to fart, right? I think my favorite... Huh. I don't... Where did it come from? Oh, Family Guy made the joke. Uh, what was it? He said um, they were talking about Spotted Dick because that's you know it's a funny, funny thing. He's like, I thought Spotted Dick had something to do with Morgan Freeman. Wow. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, podcast that can't go live this one. <laughs> what you got a problem talking about dicks? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Morgan Freeman specifically. 
Well, there is that in the news. And the potential in the potential color of it, yes, and and the timing. No, Nothing spotted. Stuff. Like his freckles on his face. What are you? Where are you going with this? Yeah, with what freckles are coloration? <laughs> Fucking freckles work. We've spent too much time talking about Morgan Freeman's dick. His dick. Yeah. I think that needs to be the tagline for the podcast: Morgan Freeman's <laughs> dick. Too much time on. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Save us, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter's not going to save you. I don't know if you've been <laughs> on the show long enough to know that Twitter will not save you. Mm-mm. Mookie tweets in and says, I just want to add that I really enjoy ZTGD's Shinmu commentaries. I love you, man. My memories from that game wasn't compelling and interesting. Hey. See? I was right. It's a bad game! Hold on, that's too far. It's not you have a to yell good that. game. Yeah, I did have to yell that. It's not, it's not a good game. It's, no, it's a bad game. It's, it's, it's not good. It's a bad game. I think if you enjoyed that game once, you'll probably enjoy that game again. No, you will not. You think you enjoyed that game back <laughs> Maybe. in 1999, but you did not enjoy that game back in 1999. I promise you. Your your mind was I not mature. I think you enough. lie to children and tell them that this is the greatest game ever. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> I told my son the day he was born. I was like, Shinmu is a bad game. <laughs> the first thing you said to him. That's the first thing I and said to him. him too. Never play Shenmue. You'll it, just be disappointed. Everybody <laughs> in the room looked at him and they're like, "You're raising your child right." Uh, Mookie also says the doctor just gave a silent nod in the background that's right he's like marking it down on his shoes like this guy's hands are all covered in blood still this guy's fit for parenting uh, Mookie also says I know that Call of Duty is an annual thing but I'll skip till next year for Modern Warfare because that series is my personal jam uh, Mookie also says from the pronunciation we obviously butchered last week it's Ramadan Mubarak or Ramadan Kareem. Same goes to you, Blue Apple Blue. Well, he um, tweeted it in, so I don't think he. Uh... I I do have something. He just brought he just brought up something. Um, we didn't touch upon the fact that called was it last week that it was announced? I thought it was this week. No, yeah, it was last, last week. week. Yeah. Okay. Bl- called he doesn't have a campaign. Yeah, blops. Well, I'm not playing Black Ops. Cod blops. That's my Cod favorite. Blops. That's so that's that's blops. official now. They've, yeah. They've... No, so it does not have a campaign. Does not have a campaign, but does have a battle royale mode. Because that's what it really needed. Yeah, and and the campaign's going to be intertwined between all the modes. You know what I'd like to play? The campaign. Well, not having to play all the modes. Look, there was a game that did that earlier, and it did it fantastically. It was called Titanfall. Oh yeah, that was wonderful. It worked really well for those guys, and they're just trying to capitalize on it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, Titanfall two had a campaign, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, with the advancement of machine learning, you can now build a game reviewing bot. The reviewing bot doesn't need to play the game; just scrap, uh, just scrape game review sites and generate a new review from them. I'm pretty sure that's how some journalists work. Oh God, I didn't say that out loud. No, because the hot take articles definitely involve having to actually look at the game by turning it on and going, "I've made my opinion about this." I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I have too many thoughts on... Hot takes? Hot takes and games journalism. Um, hot takes aren't, isn't journalism. Outside of 
or in any in any. Is that is that form. your hot take? Uh, it's not a hot take when it's just truth. <laughs> your opinion is not fact, and therefore not an article. It yeah. is a letter to the editor that used to be a thing that people would just do for free. Uh, Blue Apple Blue follows that up by saying, "Do you know if one of the staff is a bot? Did you meet them all in person?" If I'm a robot, I'm a shitty ass robot. <laughs> I think Jay's a robot. You read my articles? Oh I think, yeah. I think Jay's a robot, but not because of his writing. It's because of his uh, amount of video games he can play. Yeah, the, the like the time he can sink into him. I don't think that man sleeps. No, I don't think he does either. He yeah. is a machine. He is. Uh, Shiva Shankar says, Hello, gents. Looking forward to seeing what MS have to offer at E3. My PS4 has been getting so much playtime versus the Xbox that my wife is convinced that I am a clone. Playing through Lost Legacy, Horizon, the Yakuza series, and God of War. Come on, MS. Show me something. They need something. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week, but Microsoft kind of really needs a big E3. Just going to say it. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys talk about Stay of Decay? Yeah, we talked about it last, last week. week. Okay, I I didn't listen last week's. Yeah, well, good, good job. probably good for the best. Yeah. You like it, Ken? It's just... fine. It's a same game, just with co-op and a lot more systems. So if you're saying like, if I never played the first one, maybe go pick up the first one for cheap. I mean, the second one ain't expensive. It's only $30. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I already have the first one sitting on my shelf, and I've never played it. Oh, play okay. that one. well, yeah, play that one. Okay. Don't don't buy a new one. I mean, the second one is better than the first one, but, I mean, they're but both... But it's still janky, right? They're both like, kind of the same game, just okay. one of them has more shit in it. Uh, Gambus was out there tweeting instead of being on the show. What's up? He actually could have saved you all from listening to me. He said, greetings... Uh, uh, Dustin replied and said he finally rebooted to come save the show. Ha <laughs> ha! No, he did not! Because he's not no. here. He sent us a tweet. Gambus sent us a tweet, and I gotta say that I know it's Gambus because he misspelled greetings. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jason. I love you so much. But man, <laughs> he spelled it grating. Just, just. <laughs> Is it gratings? Like G R E A T I N G S? I know that's really him then. <laughs> he says, Gratings programs. Just wanted to say that I love you guys. You're doing the Lord's work, Bagok. So there you go. Gambus Khan tweeting into the show now instead of being on it. Mm, thank he, you. Thank you. He's tweeting GIFs too. He he does do gifts a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mookie says, I want to take this moment to shout out my respect and love to Total Biscuit. R.I.P., sir, while this show had a miserable Brit, John W., your work and legacy shall live on with everyone you have touched in this world. God, everybody's out here tweeting, what's up? What's up? Um... Oh yeah, Mookie brings up a point that was in the news this week. Uh, when was the last time we didn't care about a game's accuracy on realism and historical backgrounds? Can we all just agree to have fun and just boost ourselves ah. with a bazooka? So if you didn't see yeah. this, Battlefield Five was uh, shown off this week. The cover of the game, it takes place during World War II. The cover of the game has a woman on it. And the internet lost their goddamn minds. Stupid Did they? 
Yeah, I, I, saw, I didn't see anybody. I, I saw the anybody. stuff that I. Here's the thing, that stuff exists, but y'all fuckers only see it because you follow terrible people. The only reason that I know it really exists is because I was clicking tweets of people who were saying it, and looking at their replies. And their replies were full of idiots saying stupid things. Yeah. But you don't follow those people. That's how you yeah. don't see it. It's really easy to avoid problematic people when you just go, I'm not going to follow them. Then you don't hear what they say. Nope. For the best. This is the reason why I don't have that many followers. It's probably for the best. No. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, anybody on my Twitter feed that is stupid and says dumb things, I delete them. Or the reason why I'm muted by Ken. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any of your tweets. I don't, I don't, I don't know how yeah, for the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I didn't see any actual negativity. I saw more people complaining about the negativity. negativity. I just, yeah. I know it's because those are usually better people. Although the complaining gets a little bit annoying from everybody eventually, but um, I just my my whole opinion on it is. First of all, let's not... I'm sure it's fine, first of all. I'm sure it's accurate. I'm sure they've done their research. That And and, and I'm... Second, the, the World War One was not historically accurate as you were firing guns that would have never existed in World War One. So now you're going to have the time to go, these are games aren't historically accurate? Like, is that really... Like, it's because it's a woman on the cover. Get over it, guys. It's, 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 it's literally a cover of a video game where you'll play... And you'll never look at the cover again. And if you're buying it digitally, you'll barely see it. So I don't know why anybody's upset. It's a cover of a video game. <laughs> you Get know, over it. You know what my favorite thing was? I think DICE purposely trolled everybody because the deluxe edition has a man on it. Yeah. So, of course it does. So if they, if they don't want a woman on their cover, they can spend the extra $20. <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. Oh, shit, that's funny. Well, I, I for one, can say that EA will not be getting my money. Why? Do you don't like women? No, because I don't give a shit about Battlefield. Well, there's that. <laughs> I just, like, who gives a shit? Who cares? Somebody well, cares. That's what's my, Nobody cares. These guns, these guns, the guns in that game are not going to be historically accurate at all because you're going to want your machine guns that weren't, like, you know, that just wasn't a thing. You weren't firing, like, these high-powered automatic rifles in the past. There was a submachine gun, I'm pretty sure, in the World War One game. I recall correctly. I don't like, know. I just point and shoot. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's just it's like don't don't just say you don't like with the cover. Like bloody hell, just say the say the thing you're thinking. Don't go. It's not historically accurate because World War Two was a bunch of different facets. So you don't even know where she's from. First of all, different parts of the world were fighting different wars. Like don't get over it. God damn. Just it's it's a fucking video game. Second, like it doesn't have to be goddamn realistic. I mean, all the guys in World War Two had HUDs and regenerating yeah. health. Wolfenstein Two is a actually a piece of uh, well, the second it's one's fiction. It's real life canon. One, the first one, of course, takes place during World World War Two. Without William J. Blazkowicz fighting the good fight against the Nazis that were summoning demons from the other realm and making big machine robot android things, like where would we be today? I don't even I don't even hear anything you're saying that's not true. Exactly. Uh, Dustin says, play through Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight, and had a blast. It's a short indie Metroidvania worth checking out. I like that game. It's a good game. 
I think it has a physical edition from uh, Limited Run if you're willing to pay the money. Fucking you know. people in your discs, man. That disc is just like... That thing's like no, a those, Blu-ray that disc. That one might actually be actually on the disc. It's when you buy... Because like, those games are always out for a while, usually, before they get a Limited Run release. So. Oh, see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dustin says, I started up Titanfall 2 since it was 5 bucks, and I'm enjoying it more than Wolfenstein. <gasps> what? They really sent this game out to die. The gameplay is top-notch, and the effect and cause mission was great. Can't wait to see how the story wraps up. That was a fun campaign. Twas. Okay. I was doubting you. I think they are. Every time I open my mouth. Mookie says, Ken should get on watching Gotham because it's shaping up real good at this year's season finale. As soon as Netflix drops season four or five, whichever one I'm not on, I will watch it because I finished Um, the last one. How is that show? I like that show. I do. I might, I might, I might watch it when it's all over because it's I, almost over now. So I might as well just yeah, that's, binge it. When- I'm really happy that they're ending it because I, you know, a lot of shows I hate that they drag on for so many seasons and they just get bad. Supernatural. Supernatural still good. That's the exception to the rule. See, did, did you watch from the beginning of Supernatural? Yeah, I've seen them all, yeah. and I'm watching okay. it again right now. I found it weird the 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 change of because when they change networks, the show sort of changed. They've never changed. So that was always networks. jarring. Yeah, it did. No, it's always been on the CW. In the states, then it was then I thought it was a different channel originally. It was picked up by the CW later on. Nope. It might have been still been the WB. Um, yeah, but maybe. it's still the same company. Yeah, it's, it's still the same company. company. Yeah. I always uh, found the first. First, like, two seasons a little bit more serious, even though it was funny still. Then, and then I got into the weird, like, angels and demons fighting each other and stuff. Hey, spoilers. Okay, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, isn't that the last ten seasons of the show? I'm currently watching it again, because every year I rewatch the entire series. Wow. Right before the new season drops, and unfortunately the new season dropped fucking Saturday. Oh. And I'm only on season three, so I got a lot. Wait, the new season of Supernatural is on Netflix now? Yep, dropped on Saturday, baby. Ah! Yeah, 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 I know what me and Laura are doing. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Unfortunately, to get there. we the new season of Riverdale dropped, and so we're watching it right now. Oh man, you are married, aren't you? Nah, Riverdale is actually pretty compelling, dude. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. You should probably check that out. I gotta watch Supernatural. I got ten more seasons to get through. If there's this, if there's an episode of uh, Supernatural that I do love, which is from a later later ish season, is the uh, Rabbit's Foot episode. That's early. That's like season is that two. early? Yeah, the Rabbit's Foot episode season two. No, I just watched it like last week, and I'm only on season three. What the fuck? Where they find this it in the messy. in the curse box? Yeah, that's season two. Anyway, Mookie says, would it be awesome to see John Goodman in Rage 2? A release date of Death Stranding, Borderlands 3 dick move, surprise, a new Tenchu game, and a goddamn backward compatibility from Sony PlayStation. We didn't talk about this, but apparently Sony is looking into releasing a PS Mini. Not sure there. What is that? Like a, I'll see it when I like see Like an it. NES Mini, but with PS1 games. Oh. Yeah. You know how hard they, they that would the- be for them to do, though? Because they have the same issue as the N64? Yeah, because the PlayStation... Yeah. W- think of every game you think of about the PlayStation. How many of them were first-party Sony? 
like zero. Oh. And even the ones, even some of the ones they had, they don't own anymore, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon. Yep. So they don't own those anymore. So what would it be like? Well, they never owned those. That was always Universal. No, it was not. Yes. No, it was not. Naughty Dog built Crash 1, 2, 3, and Racing, and those were first-party Sony titles. Universal bought them after. I guarantee you. I'm pretty sure Universal has always... um, After presenting Way of the Warrior to Mark Cerny of Universal Interactive Studios, Naughty Dog was signed onto the company for three additional games. Done. They were always under... They Sony were always under Universal, it. and Universal, yes, but Universal owned the rights to those characters. Those were purchased. I, after presenting Way of the Warrior to Mark Cerny, Universal Studios, Naughty Dog, uh, to, uh, uh, of uh, Universal Studios, Naughty Dog was signed onto the company for three additional games. Those were Crash Bandicoot. They were bought, they, it was always Universal. That was the reason, there was always a problem with the fact that Sony wanted them to be first party, and Universal was always kind of fucking with Sony and Naughty Dog. There was a big thing where Universal didn't want the team to be there when they were showing off Crash Bandicoot. So they all wore shirts that said, we are the guys that made Crash Bandicoot, and handed out flyers at E3. But Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, 3, and Racing were first-party PlayStation games. They were published by Sony. Yes, but Universal always had a hand in them. And then Universal took them when they were done their contract with Sony and allowed them to be made... Vivendi Universal, I should say. Vivendi bought out Universal and then was putting it on other consoles right after uh, 1, 2, 3, and Racing. But Universal always owned part of Crash. Well, my point is... And What would Sony's first party lineup be on a PS Mini? Uh, Wipeout. Uh, um, oh, God. Um, uh, what's the one with the rabbit? The Croc is not a first-party game, Drew. Shut Croc's up. Croc's interactive. Um, no, the... Um, what, oh, God. What's the um, Jumping Flash? Wipeout? Uh, Don't nobody... Intelligent Cube? Intelligent Cube. What the fuck? <laughs> Blasto? Oh, God. R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Every time I mention Blasto, you always say that. Well, it's because he's dead, it's, Drew. It is, it is also the reason why you'd want to play that game. Yeah, because the game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could get we could fucking resurrect Tomba. Fuck. Hey, Tomba is a great game, sort of. Eh, Jersey Devil. They're, they're really interesting. Oh god. ESPN <laughs> Extreme Games, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Oh, uh, you know what? If they put Jet Moto Two, Rallycross Two. And Warhawk, I'd probably buy it. Uh, Omega Boost, come on, nobody's gonna say it on this show. Omega Boost, Omega Boost, Twisted Metal Two. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you think about it, then the, the NES Mini had, you know, not first party games. No, 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 they would, but they'd have to pay for a lot of the best games. You think of when you think of PlayStation. It's true. You'd have I to mean, get Metal Gear, Final Fantasy Seven, you know. Resident Evil. Resident and then, Evil. like, Parappa. How do you get Parappa to work properly? Because that would be... Un- and you know um, what? Baby um Jammer. You know what? They've released Parappa three times since it originally came out. It ain't worked on any of them, so who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, that game... That game's not very good anyways. Shut the up. The music's really good. Parappa hey, the Rappers go, are great. How do, you, how do you get a high score, Ken? I don't yeah, give a fuck. Right. I just want to hear the... You mash on the button and ruin the, the song. Music. That's why, that's why it's a great game. So the music you, is great. 
yeah, the music's great, but if you want a high score, you have to be like jamming the button down what? freestyle, and it's Who the terrible. Fuck cares sound. about score? Fuck score. I just want to hear bada 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 join the ball. That's what I want. Um, <laughs> and that's how I got my license. Yeah, there's not Hot Shots Golf 1 and 2. Everybody's Golf? Yeah, that's how everybody's Golf now. Everybody's. They should have got Cleveland from the Family Guy. And just called it Everybody's Golf. Don Hill says, Will there be a prediction show for E3? You know it, baby. I only have one. Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Next week is the E3 predictions show. So tune in for that, where we will take your scorecard and put a big fat zero on it. Because we get nothing right. We get nothing right. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Dustin says, I literally picked up Star Fox Command and Star Fox Assault three weeks ago to play this summer. So thanks for the spoilers for Command. Hey, that's so... That's one of like 20 endings. So uh, it I don't depends even on remember, how you play it, but uh, I don't remember spoiling that game. Uh, when we talked about the potential racing game from Star Fox, I mentioned that one of the endings, one of the many endings, was uh, them go, uh, Falco and Fox going to become racers in the G Zero racing, where they converted their R wings into racing pods, and it was basically F Zero with Star Fox characters. You don't play it, but it shows off in one of the cutscenes. At the very end. I apologize and, uh, that anybody cares about Star Fox lore. Well, that game has like 20 different endings, and, and only like one of them can be canon, because they're all different. None of them can take place at the same time. Uh, that game's really good, so enjoy that game, but like, don't, don't treat any of it like, oh my god, the canon's ruined, because there's, like again, 20 different endings. So... Uh, I know it's minor spoilers on Star Fox, but when it comes to big spoilers like God of War and Bioshock, it's nice to have warning. No matter how old the game is, there's new gamers every day with a backlog full of classic games. We consider. We should consider. Hey, we didn't spoil Heavy Rain earlier. Yeah. Well, Bioshock, Bioshock I think yeah, the, the issue is if you spoil that, like, that game becomes far less interesting. Why did so many people... That game's so like, fun. I was going to say, why did so many people not like that, like, mechanics of that game? I found that game to be fun to play. What, the Bioshock? Yeah. Well, I, I don't mind it. I, I thought, I love that game. I think it plays great. It just, I, I think that game, unfortunately, becomes a lot, just a, more of a generic shooter, if you kind of know the twist. After the, after the twist, that game should have probably ended within the hour. The problem is, is after the twist, it lasted for another, like, four hours. Well, the final boss also sucks. So and that. the final boss was bad. But, yeah, that game that game was just, like, maybe three or four hours too long for me. Yeah. Um, and then play all those. Play all those. I know that there's a lot of hate for Infinite going around right now, but if you haven't played Bioshock, the series, play well, especially play 2, because that's underrated. Um, but um, play all those. Those are all really good. Really good shooters, regardless of what people say on the internet, because everybody likes to hate on uh, Ken Levine. Yeah. Everybody likes to hate on everything on the internet. I don't That's know true. God of War will be uh, the most overrated game come the end of the year. Just FYI. Yeah, by people that haven't played it, I'm sure. Uh, that would be me. 
Because I haven't played it. So, Drew, I want you, you to write you, a hot take, all right? I want you to write a hot <laughs> take about the ten reasons why God of War sucks. And then, okay. and then take that hot take and just throw it in the trash like every hot take should be. Uh, Dustin says, here's, a, here's an interesting question. I think we've had this question kind of before, but uh, do you guys stick with a certain console for a certain series, even if it's multi-platform? For example, the Tomb Raider reboot I played on the Xbox, so I'll buy the new one for it. But if a new Dishonored game came out, I would get it on PS4, since that's where I played the first two. Uh, yeah. not really. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. I, if a game I is on Xbox, I play it there. If it's not, I play it wherever it's at. That's kind of how. That's kind of my mo. If well, I heard, if I heard, if the game is running better on a certain system, so like The Witcher Three. Uh, I purchased it on Xbox One because I had heard that the PS4 version had some major frame rate issues. Um, stuff like that. I mean, like Far Cry, good God. I played Far Cry 2 on PS3, played Far Cry 3 on PC, played Far Cry 4 on PS4, and then Far Cry 5 on Xbox One. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 I go all over. My answer is yes, that's very much what I do because I, I have issues. It's John, John was the same way. Like he would buy games on the platform that he played the first one on. Yeah. So like I own Black Ops Three on Xbox One because I also have Black Ops One and Two on there. Um, but like I have Infinite Warfare and um, Advanced Warfare on my PS4. So if there's a sequel to those, I'd end up buying the PS4 version. Uh, Life is strange. I own the first one on PS4, so I bought the second one on PS4 because I wouldn't want the Xbox... Like, some games doesn't matter. Like, the LEGO Star Wars games, I don't care. I'll buy it wherever it's the cheapest. Um, you know what I mean? But there's certain series that, I, yeah, I want them all together um, because I'm weird like that. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird like, um, perfectionism sort of trait that you want everything to be kind of lined up. So... It's kind of like owning one move, the first movie on like a DVD, and then having two Blu-rays next to it, and like wanting to replace that DVD with the Blu-ray because it doesn't look right. It's kind of the feeling I get. It's that's more uh, of a psychological issue than. I was gonna say that's some it. high-level OCD right there. Well, it's not. It's not OCD because I'm not like having to also like take the case out and like open it and close it five times before putting it back. But yeah, it's 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 on the verge of that. Some weird stuff. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I wish kind I, of got I wish, to the point I, where I don't care. I wish I was like that, too. Yeah. I'll play I'll play uh, Detroit on PS4 because, well, there you go. That's the only place it's available. <laughs> That's the only yeah. place you can play it, but yeah. No, I, if it's on Xbox, I'll play it there. If it's not, I'll play it wherever it's available. I don't really care. And sometimes they'll give me a free game that I have not played, and if it's good, I might buy the sequel on another machine. I don't care. Like, it was still... Like, I get the statement. Like, back when these generations first started, like, in the 360 PS3 days, it was felt really weird for me to go to the store and buy a Final Fantasy game on Xbox 360. Like, that felt weird. Because mm. I had never bought a Final Fantasy game on, a, on an Xbox console. So that felt weird. But, no, I played, I played 10 and 12 on PS2. I didn't feel the need to buy 13 on the PS3. Like, if I buy Red Dead, like the new Red Dead when it comes out, it's going to be on Xbox One because I have Red Dead in that... Like, it wouldn't have mattered if I didn't own the Red Dead Redemption on um, that in that Xbox One, Xbox 360 case, but because I have that now, if I were to go buy the physical copy from the store, I would buy it for the Xbox One. No, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a problem with your statement. 
You said if you buy Red Dead Two. Come on, don't front. <sighs> it's when. Let me live in. Let me live in the world where I'm not spending money on it's a game. Not, that I'll put like three or four if. hours into it. Don't do this to me, Ken. I'm trying to be a good person and not. Everybody, money everybody in the oh. world is buying Red Dead Two. I'm just gonna say that right now. Well, I'm gonna cave. See if 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 Drew ends up doing um. Uh, God, if he ends up taking a break from the anim- the JRPGs and um, does Red Dead Redemption, I'll end up caving and playing that alongside him for a Phoenix Down. So, not to put pressure on Drew, but please don't do so I don't buy Red Dead 2. Yeah. That's probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. You should just bring him on the show so he has to play it. That's probably what I was going to do. <laughs> All right, well, that's fine. Yep, see? We got one last tweet. Drew, I don't know if you get this reference, but it's pretty funny. I know uh, Anthony will get this reference because it's fucking hilarious. Sega Master System. It's like kissing your sister. I hate everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Go fuck yourselves, all of you. (laughs) I don't don't know what that is. Yeah, some smartass wrote into the show and said that... (laughs) Admitting that, uh, admitting that the Sega Master System was my first console that I ever played, I was like admitting that uh, my fr- the first person I made out with was my sister, which <laughs> a weird, weird simile to make. But um, I'm laughing my ass off inside. I am just I. I hate you all so much. There's so much to love about that console, and all of you are just shitting on it. I'm gonna shit on Shenmue as much as I want because. God damn it, like, the Master System was way better than people give it credit for. Had the best version of Double Dragon, I do know that. And back in the day, that was, uh... That Very was important game. thing. That was the game, baby. There's a lot of shit on the Master System I will not defend, but Fantasy Zone is amazing. So, I also yeah. had a weird version of Sonic the Hedgehog. I have never owned a Sega console. That's no. so weird to me that you didn't even own a Dreamcast. Mm-mm. Like the fighting game. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the soul counter. Like there were so many, and you know what? So many of those fighting games on the Dreamcast are lost now. Like we will not get them back. Like Power Stone, Techromancer. Power um, Stone came out on PSP. Like I said, it's lost. What the fuck did you not understand about my statement? PSP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rival you might have to give me a list of games that you'd recommend for the Dreamcast, Ken. Oh, I've got plenty. That is a great machine. I now that I have it on its own, basically its own monitor. I definitely want to. And uh, Blue Stinger. Blue Stinger is a great game, but if you Resident can, e- if you can, Resident Evil version, Resident Evil clone. That's really weird, right? Get the Japanese version. All right. They changed the camera system in the American version, and it sucks. I'll tell you a game that sucks, but I still played it. Was Ill Bleed? Ill Bleed is so good. No, it's not. It's good in what it does, Drew. Yeah. There's nothing um, like that game ever. There's this the one I was thinking of. That's the. It's basically like, a fun house, like a horror fun house. It's so. Yeah. Good. I'm, seeing a, I'm seeing a character, Z- Zodic the Hellhog. All right. Well then. That's. I'm in. Yeah, Ill Bleed. Ill, is... Ill Bleed was like, what was it? Like you're a bunch of kids who, if you spend the entire night in this haunted house, 
you can win a million dollars. Yeah, something, something like that. And then, what like, the hell? Am I, these screenshots are <laughs> wow. Ill bleed is um, the like, amount of blood that come out of a person when they got hit. Yeah, it was like a, a faucet. Fake Woody character. Yeah, too. ill bleed is. There's literally nothing like ill bleed. There hasn't been, and there probably never will be. That game this is, is. This is actual like nightmare fuel. Whoever designed the characters and stuff, and this has got some issues. Yep. Yeah, and this looks like a fun time. Almost every fighting game on that machine is incredible. Techromancer, Rival Schools, Power Stone. I need to get myself a copy of Virtual Fighter 3. Virtual Fighter 3 TB is incredible on that machine. Man, the Dreamcast was so good. Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 2 was not on the Dreamcast, unfortunately. Man, just all the Street Fighters were amazing on Dreamcast. Best versions of those games until oh, really? you know, they released the uh, arcade perfect versions later, but... How was uh, Code Veronica on the Dreamcast? It was great. That's where it was first. Yeah. And isn't, like, the GameCube port, like, almost a straight port of the Dreamcast game? It was PS2. Or PS2, I should say? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I remember it was Code Veronica X. It had an extra Wesker part Yeah, that was added to it that's not in the Dreamcast version, but... I mean, if you've played that version, you don't need to go back to the Dreamcast version, because there's nothing, like, better about it, but... Like, when it came out, it was a big deal, because it was only on Dreamcast. Like, that was huge. I was, looked, I was, I was so mad. I was PS1. mad. Yeah, a lot of people were mad, because it was only on Dreamcast. I was thrilled, because I had one. So. I was so mad. I was like, I can't play my Resident Evil? Yeah, and then you had to deal with it again on PS2, because uh, Resident Evil 4... <laughs> came out on GameCube. Yeah, came out on GameCube first. So, like, Resident Evil was, like, a whore back then. She's like, I'm just going to go where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the most money? Who's got the money to pay for my Resident Evil? And then Resident Evil 4 ended up being, like, the game. It eventually came to PS2, though, and that every other fucking why, machine. That was the reason why, uh, it was Shinji Mikami, right, that did Resident Evil 4? Was that the last one he did? That yeah, well, I think it was because that's that's he yeah. left. I, I thought I'm just making sure I had the name right. He left because they were. He's like, don't put this on PS2, and they're like, we're putting this on PS2, and he was like, all right, well then, yep. like I'm gone. See ya. And then he went off to collaborate with Suda, Shadows of the Damned, he and did. make one of the best freaking yeah. action horror games ever. He also collaborated with Platinum on Vanquish. Yes, he did. And that um, game was wait. also incredible. Um. Shadows of the Damned is an action horror game? Yeah. It's a pseudo um, Shinji Mikami. It's like a comical action horror game. Yeah, it's you, like I'm dead. Oh, well then, that's the game I have to get on. You have never played play Shadows of the Damned? Shoot, again, I told you I play like half of, I own like almost all of his games and only play about half of them. Go you own them? Shadows of the Damned? Yes. Right you now. Need to play that, you need to play that game and today, report back to us next week. Today, you need to play that game today because like... <laughs> The freaking snail! Like, you sold me. You sold me by saying it's the, you, like the Evil Dead because the Evil Dead's one of my favorite movie franchises. Dude, so. There's legit. There is a scene in that game where you go through the cabin. That's almost a recreation oh of the cabin God. from the Evil Dead. And you need to see the snail. The snail like, song. Like here, like I've played Contact on the DS. All right, I've played a lot of Grasshopper manufacturer stuff. Just not everything. Well, see, the thing is, is this is this is Mikami's gameplay with Suda's sense of humor. Craziness, yeah. 
It's it's so freaking good. I really wish they'd have made a second one. The funniest thing about that game, and I always forget when I talk about it, EA published that game. Yep. Wow. That is the weirdest thing about that game. Of all that, the things that in that a game. freaking must play. Yep. It's so good. It's fucking hilarious. Yep. That game. <laughs> it's like an mind. action core comedy. Say hello to my big boner. Well, and then... Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw was written by James Gunn, right? Yep, and yep. Suda yeah. built that game. Um, unfortunately, it has his gameplay mechanics, so it's kind of rough. <laughs> but that game is still great. That game is fantastic. When you, all right, I had an insane like nerdgasm whenever I was going through the arcade, cutting up a bunch of uh, uh, zombies. Yeah, and it's playing Pac-Man Fever over the radio. I was like, yeah, this oh, come is on, amazing. Michael Rosenbaum being attached at your hip the entire game is so. Yeah. Good. A severed head that talks to you. So good. Which is nothing like a current game out this year. <laughs> hey, shut your mouth. Uh, that is it for tweets. If you want to tweet us, it's at for N4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, the podcast is etgd.com. You can send all of your Drew is a Racist emails there. Anthony, Please send them. That was thoroughly enjoyable. That was hilarious. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Drew is at DML Fury. Anthony is at Intersect. N-T-R-S-K-T. Ha! I got it! Yay! Uh, you can follow me as ETGD or the site at ZTGD Content. Uh, we will be back next week. E3 prediction show. It's going to be a gala extravaganza. Come dressed in your finest evening wear. Yes, make sure you wear those weird outfits from the gala. Man, that was... I see the tweets about that. It was freaking me out. Like, y'all wear some weird yeah. stuff. Looks like they were about to, like, sacrifice someone, because that's the type of gowns that they were in dresses they were wearing. Somebody was weird wearing, shit. like, the Pope's hat. Yeah, I think that was Rihanna. Yeah, yep. she was wearing the Pope's hat. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I didn't even know what that thing was, and I see all these people dressed up, I'm like... Y'all should dress like that for the E3 show, because <laughs> that's that's the kind of that's the kind of class that's going to be coming out of that podcast. I'm lying. Can we get Phil Spencer aboard to wear something stupid at the, you know, the, he's just, the Pope hat. He's just going to wear an indie game shirt. What are you talking about? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm just saying Pope hat would bring the look together. This is Father Father Spencer. Father Spencer. <laughs> Bless our Xboxes, please, Father Spencer. <laughs> there are people that probably treat him like that, and those are the people I want to stay away from. Hey, to be fair, as far as people that are like the face of a company in terms of like the gaming side of it, oh, it could be a lot. He worse. comes off, yeah, he comes off as pretty legitimately interested in being part of a video game company and not just the business side of things. Yeah, yeah. like at least he comes off like that. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's plenty of bad ones out there. Faux show. Alright, so next week we'll be picking all the wrong things for E3. Yeah. So be ready for that. Uh, anybody have anything? Go wrong the podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got Killer Instinct, right? It only took six years, but we got it. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. That's it. We're going to get out of here. Nope. Peace out, Bertrish. Everybody send, everybody send Gambus Khan messages telling him to get back on the show. Yep. I'm sure that'll force him to be on here. No, yep. it, no won't. it won't. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G. <laughs>